since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into Sports Call on a Tuesday afternoon. I am Brooks Childress, temporarily filling in for J.J. Jackson. He is, as we always say, wearing the company T-shirt of handling company business right now. He will be here shortly, though. He'll be in here for the show. As I said, I'm Brooks Childress, joined in studio by Brant Daughtry. J.J. Jackson will join us in a little bit. We have our phones working today. Yay. Didn't have them working yesterday. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. My mic was off. You do yeah. that a lot. Uh, no, well, I did it a lot to Javon, and so now you're you're the next man up. So <laughs> nah, that's fair enough. I, I unintentionally leave people's mics off when I, I'm talking. So, one, you can't interrupt me, but then, two, it, it's kind of – you can still hear of the other mics, but – yeah. Uh, yeah, great show coming up for you today. We've got some uh, – we'll be talking a lot of sports, a lot of sports action going on uh, last night and coming up this weekend. We'll get to our birthdays and sports coming up in a little bit. Player of the Week, we will reveal that later on in the show. We'll have a new segment called Covering the Bases with our friends over at Eric McGade State Farm. They'll be stopping by uh, in the second hour. And then our nightly TV guide wraps up the show this afternoon. 334-887-341 locally, toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. If you would like to get on the Auburn Bank phone line. I think the phones did get working yesterday toward the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, we fixed the issue. But, um, but we're, we're, we're go from jump here today. Yes, we, we did have gotten the all clear from our engineer extraordinaire, Dan. Uh, he has given us the go that everything should be fine. So make sure you get your calls in early and often as we will be talking all things Auburn Athletics as we continue to roll on through spring football. Uh, a couple of the assistants got to talk to the media yesterday and also there was a media viewing window, so I'm sure some people will want to talk about some of the takeaways from those. Uh, Auburn baseball and softball continue to roll along. Baseball getting back in action tonight as they host the Jacksonville State Gamecocks at Plainsman Park. The Braves World Series trophy is going to be in town tonight. That was in town. Ta- well, is it, was it ca- really? It was kind of in town yesterday. It was at Tuskegee University yesterday, and it is at the baseball game tonight. So uh, from 5 p.m. Uh, when gates open at 5 to 9 o'clock tonight, uh, you can get your picture taken out at Plainsman Park with the Braves World Series trophy if you've got a ticket to the game tonight. So I'm sure there's a few limited tickets available still to get out there. So if you want to get your picture taken with the Braves World Series trophy, they continue their tour. We are proud affiliates of the Atlanta Braves over on our sister station, AM 1230 WAUD. A couple more games for their spring training action coming up this weekend. They had the day off today, so no Braves spring training action today. Uh, but they'll be back in action tomorrow afternoon about noon um don't remember who they were playing but this weekend they'll be playing the yankees and the uh red Sox over on our sister station am 1230 wad i was out with uh one of our interns cj yesterday at beauregard high school shout out to the beauregard baseball team getting an eight to five win over the horseshoe bend generals they're in action again on thursday uh pending the weather uh they will be in action again on thursday as they take on pike road to open up area play 
They are 13 and 6 in the year now. And then last night they also honored all their all four seniors that they've got out there. So big, big night for Beauregard. Again, it went on senior night and uh, was really thrilled to be out there and call that game uh, with our sister station, 99.9 KDFM. But I'm here now filling in for J.J. Jackson. And as you've heard, I'm doing fine. Brant, how are you doing on a wonderful Tuesday afternoon? Hello, it is a wonderful afternoon. I did not know that the trophy was going to be at Plainsman Park tonight. Yeah. I have a question. How do you have a school named Horseshoe Bend and you don't go with like the Stallions or the Broncos I, or something like that? I thought it was the Mustangs going into my uh, pregame research mm-hmm. because that was just, in, I'm like, it, it's got to be just like the Mustangs or it's something like that. It's a horse of some kind. But it's the Generals, the Horseshoe Bend Generals. That's interesting. Well, Horseshoe Bend, I don't know if you're how versed you are on uh, uh, Alabama history. Not very. Uh, Horseshoe Bend is the site of a battle in the Creek Indian War. Ah, okay. Um, and it, well, I say it was a battle. Uh, it was it was a it was kind of a you know one sided affair. Yeah, I was about but, to say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's <laughs> a there's a national military site up there, and if you've never been up there, I saw highly suggest going up there. It's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, you get to walk around uh, the the grounds there and. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, Horseshoe Bend is the is the site of a an engagement. Let's just say during the Creek uh, the uh, Creek Indian War here in the state of Alabama. There's a few sites in the state of Alabama. I think Burnt Corn Creek. Uh, we talked about the town or the incorporated area of Burnt Corn down toward South Alabama is is burnt, part of Burnt Corn. Burnt I love corn. Alabama. Burnt Corn, Alabama. I love Alabama, man. There there is a <laughs> entanglement down there. Uh, also Fort I think Fort Mims in Baldwin County was part of that uh, that about uh, the the, uh, the engagements in that conflict too. But yeah, so Horseshoe Bend is, is one of those places. So yeah, nice. You would think they'd be the Stallions though. Yeah, it, well it's. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think I think the less uh, the more the more thoughts I'm having, the more I'm going. Ah, I probably shouldn't say that on the radio, but yeah, uh, doing good. Happy to be here. Excited for this uh, Jacksonville State game tonight, and uh, yeah, I'll be board hopping that one. I'll be uh, here in in the studio or in actually across the the wall here. We can see into the studio, not sitting in it currently, but through the looking glass. Yeah, through the looking Just glass. Like Alice so, in Wonderland. Yeah, so I'll I'll be leaving here at uh, about five forty. Uh, I'll be off the show just a teeny tiny bit early today. Uh, to go over and get that started, but we'll still be able to, like, you know, make eye contact and communicate non-verbally, as we do so well. As we as we do so well, a uh, lot of sports action going on tonight coming up. We had some sports action last night. The women's uh, tournament continued on last night. The Elite Eight wrapped up. There was a pretty good game between UConn uh, and. NC State last night. Yeah, that, uh, I was not able to watch that game, but it sounded like an absolute banger. Uh, I, uh, and and a couple of very controversial officiating decisions, I think, as well. And, and a lot of people after that um, after that game were trying to figure out how the number one seed uh, NC State got put in the Bridgeport region. Yeah. Which, if you're not aware of geography, Bridgeport's in Connecticut, and yeah. so is UConn. Is it the University of Connecticut. Is in fact in Connecticut. Yes. In case you wondered. And then uh, another game that happened last night. Louisville punched their ticket to the Final Four as they took uh, took down Michigan. And so the women's Final Four is now set. After knowing the men's Final Four uh, over the weekend, Louisville will take on South Carolina, and UConn will take on Stanford. UConn, the only non one seed making it into the tournament or into the uh, into the Final Four. Louisville's a one seed, South Carolina's a one seed, Stanford's a one seed, UConn a two seed, knocking off the one seed NC State. So, really good games last night in the Women's College World uh, last night. And, of course, the uh, yesterday, I don't know how much was talked about, the Braves got a spring training win over the 
Blue Jays. Adam Duvall had a pretty big day. He had three RBIs on the afternoon. So he continue, the Braves continue to ramp up as they get ready for their title defense coming up next yes, week. Sir. Opening day is next week. Yeah, it's about what? It's I think it's eight days away, nine yeah. days, something like should that. should be it's, tomorrow, really. Or it re- well, yeah. This week. It well, yeah, be. but Rob Manfred hates baseball, so. No, um, he doesn't hate baseball. What are you saying? I, what's on my mind? Um, <laughs> yeah, very excited to see this this Braves team get started up. Um, you know, you're going to have Charlie Morton back. You're going to have most most of the significant injuries that the Braves were o- able to overcome will be back relatively quickly. Uh, we're we're going to have about a month without Ronald Acuna Jr., but he's going to come back. Charlie Morton is already pitching again. Uh, he's he's going to be ready for opening day. You're going to have. Um, when is Soroka supposed to be back? That's that's the the big one that I don't know. When is Soroka supposed to come back from that Achilles injury? Um, let's see if I can find that uh, out for you real quick. Um, he, six days ago, Fox Sports put out an article that says Atlanta Braves' Mike Soroka nears return from Achilles tears. Well, there you go. And so that is... Uh, let's see if I can peruse this article quickly. This is great radio uh, as we open up the show. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll look at this over the break, and then we'll have a uh, we'll have a more clear answer for that. sure. So three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Give us a call and join Sports Call. We'll head to our first break of the afternoon show. When we come back, we will get to our birthdays and sports and your phone calls. After this, this is Sports Call. Us on tweeters. Follow our sports call host, JJ Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at sports call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. <laughs> It's getting hype in the sports call studio. We are getting thunderstruck. Ryan Lavoy. Name of the song. Ryan Lavoy's about to uh, leave us. He's picking up a chair (laughs) in the in the lobby and running around (laughs) with it. That was awesome. I'm not sure what's happening. Uh, Did we mention we won an Abbey? We've won two in a row. We've won two Abbeys. I say we. I was not here for the first one. You were part of the second one. I was. Briefly, but... You I was still, a part of the submission. You were still in the 2021. I am offended. I am offended, Brooks Childress. I have not brought this up right. because it wasn't that big of a deal. So, okay. But since we're talking about okay. it. Okay. What are you offended by? To submit to the Abbeys, yeah. you you pick selected clips, put together 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes uh-huh. of audio from your entire year of shows, and you send it off to them. Yes. We did an intro and an outro uh-huh. to those clips. Yes. You were a part of it. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh-huh. You work here full time. You've been here for a little while. Yes. JJ was part of it. He's mm-hmm. been hosting the show for like five years now. Yeah. That's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Ryan was a part of it. Yeah. 
Same story as you. Yes. Javon Cutler and I were totally excluded from that process. So was Tom Peavy. I, and Tom so doesn't was, work here full time. Huh, Javon's been working. Javon at the time. Javon's right, gone so, now. Bless him. He lives in Connecticut now. But <laughs> we want you want to take. We, we want to go inside baseball here. Okay, let's go. We are when you submit for the Abbeys, you are allowed to submit three names that are on are the you, award. Are you serious? You are only allowed to submit up to three names to be associated with the award. So on the official award, you we submitted last year. We did the same thing as we did uh, in twenty twenty when we submitted for no. We submitted for we won the twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two for twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. It's like a national championship yeah, yeah, yeah. in football. Not as big though. You don't get a crystal football. <laughs> Not nearly as big. You do get a nice little what plaque if, though. This is a side tangent, really quick. The crystal football needs to be come back as the main trophy. Yeah, that was an it looks, awesome it trophy. looks better. It looks like, better. It, it still exists as like the coaches poll a winner, but like yeah, it's kind of well. like taking a back seat. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, the national champion is the winner of the college football playoffs. Right? Yeah, but, but awesome trophy. Like the the crystal football is like the, it was incredible the trophy. It was incredible. All right, back to it. You're only allowed to submit three names, and so when we the first time we submitted an Abby, it was. For the Abbey, we did not win anything. It was JJ, myself, and Ryan. Last year, we had submitted JJ, myself, and Ryan. This year, we we just did the same thing: JJ, myself, and Ryan. Uh-huh. It, so it, we were only allowed to submit three names. Uh-huh. And so we went with the we always go with the senior three most mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. are employ full time people. So that, that's yeah. why that's why Tom Peavy didn't get his name on there but well, everyone is a, like we everyone is a part of it. everybody knows mm-hmm. that you are part of this show mm-hmm. everyone knows that javon cut was a part of this show everyone uh-huh. knows tom Peavy was a part of this show yeah. bill bailey was a part of this show uh-huh. at some point in 2021 mm-hmm. so he is definitely he has been a part of the show cam barry has been a part of this show mm-hmm. um who else has been on this show luke flurry has been on the show uh he's definitely a part of the show he's going to be a part of out you know shout out to our next uh abby win next year when we win another one next year mm-hmm. i'm going ahead and speaking it into existence mm-hmm. but that that is the inside baseball is you're only allowed to submit three names for uh for the for in the official submission mm-hmm. my goodness brooks you know that that sounds an awful lot like making excuses and you were me. on the official post that we did on the sports call <laughs> I, I was on the official post i actually have Austin a picture scott is part of the program Austin does a Scott. phenomenal job. Austin does a lot of work that goes unrecognized, I think. I because, recognize it all the time. Well, no, we recognize it. We as a company, as Tiger Communications, we highly value Austin Scott. I wonder if Austin Scott's listening to us. He usually is. Maybe he doesn't like he us usually, He usually tunes in. He may you know, be doing school stuff. He's yeah, a grad like school actually student. Important. Yeah, with the, uh, the Akron Zips. Yeah. Go Zips. Go Zips. The Akron Kangaroos. I watched some Akron highlights the other night. I'm why go uh, another inside baseball. I'm just a freak. I'll yeah. go ahead and say it. I'm just a freak. Yeah. I, I think you. I think you football. and I. You and I are the weirdest people in the office. I will watch uh, and, unless JJ gets in a certain mood. Mm. Then JJ just like put like pushes yeah. it way further than you and I will. But like you and I are at a constant level of we're just going to be a little bit weird. I just watch, a little bit silly. I watch random college football. So like the other night, I went and I found highlights. From a 2018 Akron versus, I don't even remember, football game. It was a Mac <laughs> game, though. It was like a Tuesday night mac game. Nice. And I watched those highlights. Terry Bowden. It was raining yes. that night. It was a raining game, so Terry Bowden uh, Is Terry still? No, up. Terry left there, what, two years ago? He was uh, let go two let years go. ago. He is now the head coach at Louisiana Monroe. 
that's what it is. I, that's where old Terry yeah, is. So now. he is he is down at Louisiana Monroe. We've rambled enough. Yeah. We've taken you inside baseball enough. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine. Let's get this train back on the tracks with our birthdays and sports. How about that? It's time for today's birthdays and sports. Birthdays in sports on a March 29th, 2022. We've got a few baseball birthdays and an NFL birthday and an NBA birthday for you. So let's go ahead and hop right in. Let's start out with the NBA. Turning 77 today is a player who was a point guard from 1967 until 1969 with the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. His nickname is Clyde. It's Walt Frazier. Walt Frazier turning 77 today. Two-time NBA champion, seven-time NBA All-Star, 1975 NBA All-Star Game MVP. He's a four-time NBA All-First-Teamer, seven-time NBA All-Defensive First-Teamer. He played college basketball at Southern Illinois. Let's go Salukis. Who? The Salukis, the fighting Salukis of Southern Illinois. What is You keep reading. I'm going to Google what a Saluki is. All right. Fifth overall pick in the 1967 NBA Draft, 1987 inductee in the Naismith Basketball Memorial Hall of Fame. Currently... Color commentator with the New York Knicks on uh, MSG, along with uh, Mike Breen, who's the main guy for ESPN's NBA uh, coverage, but also does work with the Knicks. So, happy birthday, Walt Frazier. Clyde, turning 77. A Saluki is a breed of dog. I knew, I thought it was a dog. It's they like are, got long hair and floppy ears, right? Yeah, well, like, it, it, looks, of, it like looks a, a little bit like, it looks a lot like a greyhound, yeah, but yeah. its ears are very, much furrier and more floppy. The Salukis they are uh, sight hounds. They hunt primarily by sight rather than scent. That mm. is their breeding purpose. Interesting. Turning 67 today is a former NFL running back who played from 1978 until 1985 with the Houston Oilers and the New Orleans Saints. Earl Campbell is turning 67. Ooh. He's a 1979 NFL, NFL MVP. I said that weird. 1978 yeah, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Three-time NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Three-time First Team All-Pro. Five-time Pro Bowler, 1977 Heisman Trophy winner while at Texas. Hook him. Hook him. Go Horns. First overall pick in the 1978 NFL Draft. He was a 1991 inductee of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Earl Campbell turning 67. He's popped up at a few Texas football games here recently. Has he? Yeah. I know, I know he's been more like vocal than a lot of those older running backs that you see, Like, but I, I just, interesting. Good for him popping up back at UT. And then your baseball birthdays today, starting off with turning 55 as a former MLB outfielder who played from 1992 until 2006 with the Cardinals, the Braves, two stints with the Braves, I'm going to add, a Dodger and a Texas Ranger, Brian Jordan, turning 55. He's a 1999 All-Star. He also played in the NFL as a safety for the Atlanta Falcons. How about that? I do remember hearing about that. He, to, he, no. he now, since we're, before we continue, yeah, he now yeah. does color commentary for the GHSA state championship games. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. In football. Uh, he attended college at Richmond. Go Spiders was drafted in the seventh round of the 1989 NFL draft. He finished his baseball career with a 282 batting average to go along with 184 home runs. Along with being in the GHSA, he's currently a color analyst for the Braves on Bally Sports. So, Brian Jordan. Another thing I remember. Another thing I remember about Brian Jordan. I had a baseball game for the PlayStation 1, Triple Play Baseball. And it was like 2002, I think it was. So, it was like Andrew Jones, 
Chipper was Chip, Chipper was Chipper. Trippa. No, Chipper. no, I, it was like 2005, I think it was. But you could play back with like legendary teams. So I would always play with the Braves team that won the World Series in '95. Mm. You know, and getting to see a lot of those guys, getting to pitch with Greg Maddox in a video game, pretty cool stuff. And then finally, for me as a video game nerd, turning 28 today is the current first baseman for the Atlanta Braves. Previously played for the Oakland Athletics. Matt Olson turning 28 years old today. My king. My king, Matt Olson. 2021, 2021 All-Star. Whatever helps you cope with the pain. <laughs> 2021 All-Star. Two-time Gold Glove Award winner. Three-time Fielding Bible Award winner. That's a, that's an award. Uh, as the best defensive first baseman in the MLB. He was originally committed to play at Vanderbilt out of high school before signing with the Athletics. He was a first-round pick of the 2012 MLB draft. Matt Olson turning 28. Didn't get to play on his birthday. Braves had an off day today in spring training, but they'll be back at it tomorrow. Maybe he can hit a birthday home run a day after. Belated birthday home run. There you go. Belated birthday belts is what we like to call hey, those. Hey, that sounds like a sponsored segment. Mm. Very specific <laughs> yeah. segment. Yeah. Look up all the Major League Baseball players that hit home runs on that particular day. On the day after on, their birthday. Yeah. So Matt Olson, Brian Jordan, Earl Campbell, Walt Frazier, all celebrating birthdays today. And of course, in the sports call world, if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Three, a three, big, four. fat hug to yeah. all those having birthdays. That's right. Today. Unless you don't like a hug. Then we'll Unless you're you a like not a toucher. I'm a, I'm a toucher. I'm a, I, my love language is physical touch, dadgummit. I'm a hugger. Should we make a t-shirt that says I'm a touch? No, no. No, 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 you should not. No, we should not. 334-887-34 locally, toll free, one triple eight nine tiger 9 We will leave it there, and I will be right back with your phone calls right after this. need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call. Sports Call Podcast can be found anywhere you get your podcast. Make sure you go and seek that out. No excuse why you shouldn't be able to find it. Specifically, you can find that podcast on SoundCloud. That's where we initially upload it every single day. That's our host. They host our podcast. We send it out to everywhere else, though. We got a link right now on our Twitter feed, though, for you to go straight to our SoundCloud page. Head over to at Sports Call AU on Twitter, and you can find that. 334-887-341 locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine is how you eat on the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll head to the Auburn Bank phone line in just a moment. I want to give a shout out. Just saw this come across my Twitter feed. Uh, it is senior night. We talked about senior night for Beauregard baseball last night. Shout out to the seniors out there. Senior night at Opelika tonight for the Opelika baseball team. They'll take on Russell County this evening. So if you are heading out to Opelika for some baseball action this evening and or if you are, you know, a parent of those the seniors, congratulations on your senior night, and I hope it's really special. And uh, you know, no offense to any of our Russell County listeners, but uh, hope it goes well for the Opelika seniors tonight. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Senior nights mm-hmm. 
in Georgia. We're always done like on the last home game of the season. Uh huh. Is that not typical for Alabama? Because like I, every senior so, night I've seen has just been like in the dead middle of the season. So uh, it's more typical in football season because okay. that it, senior night, I, you know, it, it feels a little bit different for football. I mean, everybody gets a yeah. You know, everybody's senior night's different. But uh, baseball and some other sports kind of do their senior nights before they hit area play. And those are more important games. Those are more high stakes games. Right. And so you're going up against a team that maybe not be in you know the same Level. hemisphere as you. Yeah. Last night Beauregard played to Horseshoe Bend. Beauregard's a five A school. Horseshoe Bend's a two A school. Not saying you know their baseball is a little bit different because the ball can bounce a certain way and you can just get a hit and it's not as drastic of a difference between five A and two A football. But you know you you typically. In uh, other sports, you get it out. You you do it before you hit area play, where the games mean a little bit more and they're okay. higher stakes, and you don't want to have to you celebrate the kids when you get a home game. You know, you, you get a home game against yeah. a. I'm not going to say an easier opponent, but it, a, an opponent that's not on your same level. Yeah, well, that's that's you know it was it was that way in every sport. You're like, hey, football does it here, but not everything. Every every sport where I was from did it on the last home game of the season. Now we celebrated. All the fall sports at the last football game, so like cheerleaders uh, and football players and a couple of other things. And then you had, I believe we also might have done wrestlers there. I can't remember, even though wrestling was a spring sport. I don't remember. It's 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 been so long since I was in high school. <laughs> but football typically does it on the last home games because it's okay. the last time you're going to be step on that field and yeah. everything. So it, it feels a little bit it feels a little bit different with high school football. Yeah. Not saying it is different because all sports are you know ever all the seniors and all the sports deserve to be recognized just the same. Yeah. Uh, but it, it just it kind of feels a little bit different, you know, especially in this area. You know, you get. Football is king in the South. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four. Locally, toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine. As we get ready for the Auburn Bank phone line, let's go there now. The Auburn Bank phone line is brought to you by, as I said, Auburn Bank, champions of you. Uh, Auburn Bank is your hometown bank for over one hundred and ten years. With them online at auburnbank.com. Let's go to that Auburn Bank phone line now. And joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line to lead things off today is... Matt from Tallahassee. Matt from Tallahassee joining us on the phone lines. Matt, how are you doing this afternoon? Oh, I, oh hi, guys. Hey, Matt. What's up, Brent? What's up? How's it going? Fine. Hey, Brent. Hey, Matt. How's it going, brother? Fine. Hey, Tom, hey, Tom, hey, Tom fired. Is he? Why is Tom fired? He's not there. Yeah, well, he's never here on Tuesdays. He owes us a hundred dollars. Oh well, I, I'm not going to say no to that. And Javon's not there either. Javon is not here. Javon is back in Atlanta, uh, preparing for a a long distance move. Hey, I, I want to talk about a little about a uh, little of Major League Baseball. And then I want to do some trivia, and then I want to talk about the Final Four for men's basketball. All right, well, let's go to Major League Baseball then. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, Pulos rejoining the Cardinals? Uh, Pujols rejoining the Cardinals, I think it's great. I mean, he, he's you know he spent most of his career to start off with at the Cardinals, was a big big hero in St. Louis and some of those uh, postseason teams that made some runs, and then. 
left, went to the Angels for a few years, and really, you know, he had a little bit of an impact with them. But uh, coming back to St. Louis, I feel, it feels like a move where he's going to, you know, play for a year or two and then kind of wrap things up and retire as a Cardinal because he, he was just beloved by that fan base there in St. Louis. So I, I like the move. I mean, I, I think that it's not, a, it's not a move that, you know, it's going to win the Cardinals a World Series, but it's a feel-good move that's going to get him back there so he can retire as a Cardinal more than likely. And like uh, the question about for uh, Major League Baseball about the Braves, the the player that that got the charges dropped, how long will he be a DH and will he be playing in the outfield anytime? Um, Matt, uh, not Matt, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, I think who you're talking about. Um, Probably, I mean, with the Universal DH coming in this year, I think it's going to be the rarest of occasions you see Marcelo Zuna in the outfield. I think they've got enough outfield talent. You may want to add another guy before the season starts or sometime before the trade deadline uh, for some more depth. Um, But once you get Ronald Acuna back, definitely, I don't foresee you seeing Marcel in the outfield quite any probably any I, I think that he's more of a dh kind of guy and we've talked about it brandon we've talked about it in the studio uh off air it kind of felt like playing the outfield kind of hurt his hitting a little bit oh absolutely and if, if he can just be the dh that can help him uh you know kind of round back into the hitting form that we've seen him in the past few years uh, and, and another question is um then i'll do the the final four men because i want to do some picks in that game and then i want to do some trivia i did uh-huh. not do but uh, for for most of the basketball for men, I've heard they hired some like uh, different coaches. Like LSU got a new coach. Yeah, Florida got a new coach, and I think there's a woman that's coaching one in, 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 in uh, men's basketball. Is that right? Um, I don't think I have not seen anything come across on that one. Uh, that front, I think there was rumors that uh, Don Staley may be going to the heading to the men's side, but I think those were very, very much so rumors, and they were debunked. And so, uh, I don't think there's any female head coaches in college basketball right now. But yeah, LSU getting a new head coach, uh, the Murray State head coach going down there. It's going to be a it's a weird situation because you don't know what's going to happen to LSU basketball after the notice of allegations came out last month. Um, or earlier this month. Um, the other thing, you know, it's like you said, Florida got a really good one, a former Auburn assistant. Now at Florida, Bruce Pearls uh, talked highly of him, and uh, I think that he he did a really good job at San Francisco, so I think that he can have the Gators back rolling. And then uh, one uh, Georgia taking Florida's head coach, Mike White, going up to Georgia, I think that's a good move for the Bulldogs. Is He was able to, you know, put together some good teams at Florida. He just wasn't able to uh, – have them back at the level that Billy Donovan had them. I think that he can improve that Georgia team, but you're still having to fight all the elite programs and uh, all the up-and-coming elite programs well, in, the, in here's, college here's, basketball for that state's here's talent. A here's a question for you, uh, Brooke and, and Brent. All right. What do you think about Jack Eckridge staying on the Auburn football coach and stuff? I feel like that's a big win. Uh, I think Zach Etheridge is a really good coach. I feel like he's an even better recruiter. Uh, and keeping him on staff is a big win for Brian Harson. That was something he definitely wanted to do. Um, the coach, the players seem to love Zach Etheridge, and I, I think that keeping him when Georgia was trying to take him is a big win. Uh, what do you think about the recruits that Auburn getting for football? Well, they don't have any. They don't have any commitments quite yet, but they're definitely working on it. They are recruiting hard. They've had a, they've had about twenty or thirty kids on campus, all in the twenty twenty three class, uh, within the last couple of weeks. So they are 
going hard after some really big name guys, and I think they're on pace to land a few of them. Now, it, again, no no one has committed yet, and very well, you know, you can't make any guarantees. But uh, I I like the direction that the recruiting so, is headed. What so what do you guys think about Davis and our cornerback transferring? Uh, Demetrius Davis was kind of the odd man out. It's not surprising. When you have five quarterbacks on scholarship, you don't expect to have all of those guys throughout the spring. So uh, losing a quarterback is not surprising, and it being Demetrius Davis is not super surprising to me. Uh, and the corner that transferred out, uh, he played a little bit last year, but he didn't play much. They're talking about uh, Roe Torrance. Um, he, he played a little bit last year, but Auburn brought in a ton of corners this offseason, so there was bound to be some attrition there too. So. So, like, I know it's a long way off for football season, but who do you probably see the starter and and the backup quarterback for Auburn? Do you see maybe T.J. Finley maybe transferring, or do you see the um, Oregon quarterback be a starter or taking him or the other freshman quarterback Um. uh, starter? Right now, from everything that we're hearing, you know, it's it's spring ball. Like you said, it's a long way away. Uh, T.J. Finley's definitely got the upper hand in the quarterback competition because he's been in the system and because Zach Calzada still cannot get out there and get all the same reps. Um, I have heard good things about Holden Gurner, uh, that he's been out there and uh, he's been doing well. Also heard some good things about Robbie Ashford out there. I think right now, though, T.J. Finley is in the driver's seat. And if, if you're T.J. Finley, you've got to put some distance uh, between yourself and all the other quarterbacks in this uh in this in the group because you the other yeah. guy the other most experienced guy is Zach Calzada he can't fully uh, participate right now he's still recovering from his uh, uh his injuries and well, if you're if you're TJ Finley I think that right now he's I, I wouldn't I'm not going to give I, I can't give you a prediction on who's going to be the starter at the in September when you kick things off against Mercer or late August whenever it is uh, but right now, I would have to say that T.J. Finley is probably your your leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, and I I'll tell you I'll tell you this, Matt. I have heard a lot of people talk about Robbie Ashford, the Oregon transfer. He is uh, again, like you said, it's spring. It's way too early to make any solid predictions, but apparently he's looking pretty good. Well, like I said, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the, the final four. But all right, last then I do the final, my final four on the men final four, and then I do the cheer. Okay. But what do you guys think about? Uh, I know we're losing DeVos, we're losing Cambridge for basketball. We're losing DeVos, Devon Smith, and we're losing Kessler uh-huh. for basketball. So, what do you guys think about the two LSU players might come to Auburn? Yeah, so Johan Trior is the LSU guy that you're talking about. He's a 6'11 kid. He can either play power forward or center. And I'll tell you this, Matt. Yes, we're losing Devin Cambridge. And yes, we're pro- we're definitely losing Jabari Smith. He'd be a, a fool to come back. I have read today, as of right now, Walker Kessler is undecided as to what he's going to do. It's From people who know what they're talking about, it seems to be kind of a 50-50 shot uh, whether he comes to Al- comes back to Auburn or goes to the NBA, so Auburn could have Walker Kessler back next year. But uh, I I definitely expect Auburn to land Johan Trior. Um, it's people are saying that he's probably going to announce uh, sometime this week, most likely on Thursday. Well, I was going to say like a friend of mine. He'd be like a principal here in Tallahassee, and he'd be like a football coach from Dable, and uh-huh. he he said that if 
Walker if Kessler came back, that would be not a very smart thing to do for Kessler because Peter Frey Kessler would get hurt. That I mean, that is a risk. If you do come back, you, you've got you know you you've got the. Uh, he was hurt a little bit uh, before you know, when he decided to come back. Uh, Alan Flanagan, uh, when he decided to come back, and he was a projected to be could be a you know potential uh, pick uh, first round pick in the NBA draft. And he's his after this year his, his draft stock kind of went down. That's why a lot of people think he may be on the way out, transferring here soon. Uh, you know you don't know anything for sure. That's always a risk when you come back that you know you get hurt or you knock your draft well, stock down, but. I think you know Walker Kessler right now. I, I think that it it could really it could go well, either way. The, the person that needs is the person that for Auburn basketball and is low down. I know he has a little like bulldog in him. That's KD. KD needs to like slow down. KD's like too fast. He needs to slow down. Oh, there's no bit. such thing as too fast, Matt. KD needs to be that fast. He need he does need to get a little bit more under control, though. I think he gets out of control sometimes, but I'm all for him going fast. What? The thing about Walker Kessler coming back, though, I think Walker Kessler's defense is NBA ready. He's an elite rim protector right now, and he could play defense. I think his offense needs a little bit of work, though. Uh, he's he's not great at finishing in traffic, and when you're seven foot one, you have to be better at that. Uh, and his jump shot could get a little bit better. He's got a, He's well, got the ability to shoot, but he needs to get a little bit better at that. So he could well, go do that well, in the NBA, but uh, he might come back to Auburn and do it too. Yeah, great. Well, Green Jr. needs to have a little work on too. He does. All, all the guards do. All the guards need to work yeah. on stuff a little so, bit. So here's my here's my pick in the men's final four. Right. Okay, Duke is playing. Is it North Carolina? I got Duke winning that game. Okay. Okay. I got, I got Duke winning ninety nine to twenty seven. Wow, big That's... big spread. All right. What about the other game, Kansas and Villanova? Uh, Kansas. Okay. I got winning eighty-seven to fifty-four. Okay, another big spread. Not as big as the Duke game, but so you've got Duke and Kansas in the national title game next Monday. Yes, and I will pick Duke in that game ninety-nine to. 43. Wow, another big, big spread blowing out the Jayhawks. So you think Duke wins in their Final Four game, goes up against Kansas, and then well, I, wins the I, national I, title? You know, I wish we had been in Miami. Yeah, yeah. If we had, if we had been in Miami, we could have been in a Sweet 16. And um, there's, all, there's always next year. Absolutely. And, there's absolutely Especially when Bruce Pearl is your head coach. I think, I think Auburn's going to reload and come back and uh, – Make another run next year. Yeah, because you have KD coming back. You have um, Caldwell coming back. You have Green coming back. And and, um, and then you have Jasper coming back. And then you got some little walk-ins come, coming back. Yeah. And, and you're going to bring new guys in, too. Yeah. And so Bruce Pearl, he say he, he's ready to rebuild. That's right. But she... The only problems that Auburn has trouble with in basketball, but Auburn has like troubles with every team they play most of the time. Like if it's Zach Carolina, but they have problems with Zach Carolina sometimes, especially when you're playing the Gators. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, it's hard to win at Florida. It is hard to it's win. Very at Florida. hard to win at Florida. 
And then it's kind of easy to win at Alabama. Uh, sometimes. It, sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. It was this year. Are. It was pretty easy this but year. See, Bama, see, Bama doesn't play very nice, though. Yeah, you I know. mean, it, it, it. Sometimes it's hard to win. Sometimes it's not. It, hey, like, yeah. But I was going to ask you a question. You asked about how they do in seniors, and for Georgia and between Georgia and, and Alabama. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I can I I can answer that question for you. All right. I, All right go ahead. I, I, was, I went to high school in Georgia. Okay. Went to Spray High School. What they do is they kind of do with what Brooke was saying the last game or maybe the second to last game uh-huh. for a senior for they do for wrestling for a senior for wrestling they do like middle of the last, second to last game or something like that or football they do the last game softball probably the last game and baseball maybe the, probably the last game well I went to high school at my last February high school in Maryland the football team was not good at all. Oh. They were terrible. They played against Pope. They played against Wallace. They played against Wheeler. They all lost against those, those schools. Man. And um, so, but, um, yeah, that's my that's my thought and stuff. Then, but, uh, all right, well, let's get you to the cheer then. Yeah, hey, 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 and tell J.J. Hey, Brent. What's up? Tell J.J. Tell JJ he's rehired. All right, I'll let him know. If you guys talk to my man, Devon Reed, tell him I said, we're going to beat Bama this year. Oh, yes, we sir. We sure will. Hey, hey, tell JJ to get me some softball tickets or baseball tickets. Well, we'll see what we can do. All right, let's let's do hey, the hey, cheer, hey, Matt. Hey, another thing is, on that award, you guys said you got to pick three names. Yeah. Put, one, put my name in there. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm a sports caller. Yeah, a sports caller. I do the cheer. War down, Steve does not do the cheer. Dane doesn't do the cheer. Sean doesn't do the cheer. I mean, I do the cheer. Do you guys do the cheer? You do, do you the guys cheer. Put my name in there. Well, let, listen, we that's a that's a good thought. We couldn't do the show without the callers. It is sports call, so we may have to think about that next year. And, and, and if you guys ever get that system working, so we can like to meet. Callers can to meet with other callers. I like to talk to Dane to Wardown Steve or Matt from in Auburn. I like to do that. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do about that. We'll have to get our uh, our engineer on that. So let let's go ahead and get the cheer, Matt. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. ready. Okay. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Whoa. Whoa. Eagle. Eagle. Hey! Hey! Beat Bama 48, 45, 63, 13. Booyah! Booyah! Bama. Bama. Beat Bama. We're coming to your field this year in football. You're not going to beat us. That's right. And we're going to knock you out of the SEC championship game and the national championship. It's our year. That's right. And we're bringing the trophy back to Auburn. That's right. Well, thank you for the call today, Matt. We'll talk to you next time, all right? All right, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, Matt. That was Matt from Tallahassee on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-34. And locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you can get on the Auburn Bank phone line. 
Uh, we will head to our next break of the hour. If I can get a uh, thing to play. There it is. Messed up on the board here. We're Attaboy. fine, though. Professional. 334-887-34 and locally toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We'll wrap up the first hour of the program after this. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Sammy Coates, former Harvard football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back. Sports call on a Tuesday afternoon. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Brent Daughtry. J.J. Jackson should be joining us here in, a, in just a little bit. He's in a Kindling some company business. We're getting you set for Auburn baseball versus Jacksonville State tonight. The Braves World Series trophy will be in attendance for the game. If you got tickets to the game, stop by and get your picture taken with that, with the uh, trophy. Sure, there's going to be a big line for that. A lot of Braves fans here in the area. Probably a lot of people buying tickets that aren't Auburn baseball fans that just want to get their picture made with the Braves World Series trophy. That's just that's a cool opportunity, you know. Get your picture taken with the Braves uh, World Series trophy. I know they've had it, you know, done like Fan Fest stuff at uh, Turn or Turner Field. Wow, Truist Park uh, up in Atlanta. They've been doing this uh, because it was the 150. This is the 151st year of the Braves organization. And they're doing 151 stops on their tour. And so this Auburn baseball was chosen as one. Tuskegee University was also on the stop tour. They were out there in front of uh, one of the buildings on campus yesterday. Heard some good things about the uh, crowds out there. And so Braves Trophy continues to make its trek. If you are listening to us on the Sports Call podcast outside of the Auburn area, I believe they're going to an Alabama baseball game, too, if they haven't already been out up there. So making the rounds around the southeast, around Braves country. So really, really fun opportunity for a lot of Braves fans to get their picture taken with the World Series trophy. And I believe the Braves announced today that April 14th or 13th, somewhere around there, is the World Series replica ring giveaway. Yeah. So, so I, I believe it's on the 9th the players are going to get their rings. Yes. Um, on the 11th, I think it's the first 40,000 fans into the into the stadium will be given a replica ring, and I assume they'll be going on sale after that. <laughs> well, I was going to say going on sale or going on to sale on eBay from the fans that got well, them. Well, yeah, yes. I wonder answers, how much yes. – that's what I like to do. That's that's something when, like, a team has, like, a giveaway night. Mm-hmm. I like to go on a couple days after and see what people are selling them for. Typically, bobbleheads are, like, 30 to $60. Really? On eBay, yeah. So wow. I, it's um, – Was the uh, – I'm guessing – I'll I'll never forget the Freddie Freeman Chipper Jones snowmobile bobblehead. Oh, yeah. That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That was some excellent marketing. Um, did you pick up one of those? Did you look for one of those? I've I have looked for them in the past. 
Um, I was going to pull up uh, YouTube. I was going to pull up and see if I can uh, find it here. Um, if they're still... I'm you, sure you give your answer, I'll look on eBay. I'm sure they, uh, they've got them. Chipper Jones, Freddie Freeman should pop up. Well, that's just cards. Oh, uh, this is great radio again. Chipper Jones, Freddie Freeman, Chipper Jones bobblehead. Let's see. Yeah, I just... I'm oh, I don't think well. eBay's got any. Yeah. They're all sold out. Oh, nope, there's one for $100. Nice. Pre-owned. And plus uh, $10 in shipping. So, yeah, you can... I mean, $100 if you want to want that bobblehead. But, yeah, you got... You know, all the Braves giveaway bobbleheads are on the... You, that you can't get there. We've got a, the Skip and Pete Van Weeren... Uh, Skip Carey, Pete Van Weeren, bobblehead. You can get forty dollars. We've got oh, one yeah, of those we, in the we office. We have one of those in the office. Yeah, I, I think it's on JJ's desk. Got it off it of is. someone else's desk that used to work here. Uh, they left it behind. But me and JJ are both big. Bo- are you a big bobblehead person? I'm really not. I've never been a, a collectible guy. Like I have, I actually have like collections of stuff from when I was a kid that mm-hmm. are probably super valuable, and I need to sell some of them. But uh, I I never got super into collecting. All me, the stuff I had was just kind of given to me. Me and JJ are both big bobblehead guys. He went to a Pittsburgh game. So we're wrapping up the hour here. Uh, he went to a Pittsburgh game, grabbed an extra, just like ba- one of those little like baby baseball player bobbleheads, brought it back for me. I bought a Tukey Toussaint minor league base uh, bobblehead while I was in Georgia last year on vacation. Nice. And I need to bring it in and put it on my desk. And then we went up to a minor league game up at Gwinnett trying to get a Mike Soroka bobblehead last year over the summer, and it got rained out, and I don't, we never got oh. back up there and got them. So That sucks. Quest for bobbleheads and more on Sports Call. Matt from Valley was on the phone line a moment ago, wanted to talk about some uh, senior day stuff. We'd love for you to call back in and talk to us at the top of the second hour. But right now, we head to our break and get to the Auburn Sports Today report with Brad Law, right? after this. You're listening to Sports Call. I'm Brooks Childress. That's Brant Daughtry. J.J. Jackson on his way at some point. You're listening to Sports Call. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9. Also on our website, tiger.fm. And... On our app, the Tiger Communications app, and of course the Sports Call podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I am Brooks Childress, joined by Brant Daughtry. JJ Jackson is handling company business. We handled some company business here in the uh, in the studio. We sure did. A uh, little little bit ago, I had to go on a flashlight search during the break for our engineer Dan. Uh, misplaced a magnetized flashlight somewhere here in the studio, and we uh, had to find it. See, here's here's the problem, right? 
We were going on the looks, the search for that thing. I did not know it had a magnet. I don't. I. I mean, it was never explained to us that there was a magnet. No. So, so I was looking for it like on the floor. It was not on the floor anywhere. I was stuck on the ma- on one of our magnet magnetized. Uh, yeah, one of the, one of the metal towers that we have in one of our studios. Yeah, racks. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four and locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine is how you get in touch with us on the Auburn Bank phone line. We will get ready to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line right now as we open up the second hour of Sports Call. The Sports Call callers and guests, join us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. As I said, 334-887-34 on locally, toll-free, one tiger 9 We head back to that Auburn Bank phone line and... Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve joining us on the phone line. Steve, how are you doing this afternoon? Great. Thanks for asking. I hope you guys are doing okay. We're doing fine. We're doing fine. Well, congratulations on your winning your second uh, in a row, uh, Abby. And I'm relieved to know that my calls did not in any way impact negatively on your getting the award then. No, you uh, you were a positive impact. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm surprised to hear that. So, guys, well, let's start with a big, big shout-out on two of our best players on this year's team. You know about the awards they got, right? Yes, sir. Jabari Smith, uh, freshman of the year by the NABC, and uh, Jabari Smith, the uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on, Jabari Smith, freshman of the year, Walker Kessler, defensive player of the year. There it is. All right, right. <laughs> and Jabari Smith players. also got freshman of the year from the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. Right, right. Yeah. And I believe I read here this, these are first for Auburn players. Yep. No, no Auburn players ever won these awards before. I find that astounding uh, and really astonishing. You mean Charles Barkley, our person, never got these kind of awards before? No, I mean not these particular ones. No, I'm going to say if if you look at the evolution of basketball, you know Charles Barkley and uh, Chuck Person uh, when they were at Auburn, they grew into their their uh, stardom. They were they were good when they got here, but they continued to grow into. And you've entered a whole new world of basketball uh, here in the last you know couple decades where. Kids coming out at 18, i.e. Jabari Smith, and they're ready for the NBA. It's just, it is, it's a crazy world out there. Well, tell me this, guys, because these are great awards. Which is more prestigious to get these awards, like uh, Kessler getting the uh, NABC uh, Defensive Player of the Year award, versus the Naismith, which has not been announced yet, Defensive Player of the Year? Which is more prestigious? Uh, I would have to probably go lean more toward the Naismith because if you want to put it in football terms, any all the Naismith awards are kind of you know akin like to the Heisman. Yeah, it's like yeah, the Heisman. That that's exactly how yeah, I put it's, it. It's the basketball Heisman. Yeah. Well, why is that compared? I mean, this is from the basketball coaches uh, that vote up people who know basketball, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't that be considered on the same par well, that award? I mean, you—it's you, the same thing as in football awards. You get all the different—you've got all the different associations that hand out awards throughout. You know, after the season's over, you get the football coaches association handing out awards. You get the writers association handing out awards. You have the Heisman Trust that hands out the Heisman Trophy. It's—you know—just like in every single sport, you've got all these different uh, these these different organizations that hand out their awards and they're all really really good like if you win you know defensive player of the year obviously the majority of coaches in in the country think that you are the best defensive player in the country and so that's a high honor but you you know it's like the heisman it's the the heisman sits on a pedestal by itself the naismith sits in a, on a pedestal by itself okay can you educate me please i'm not that much into you know, these wars on the 
basketball side. What is the explanation for how come the Naismith is considered the premier, most prestigious versus the National Association of Basketball Coaches who should know, because they're basketball coaches, who the best players are? That's, that was my logic. I mean, it's the same as the Heisman Trophy. You have a certain panel that votes on it, and you know they're all writers or media members, former winners, whatever. It's it's the same deal as the Heisman. It, you can take it or leave it. I think it's a big deal. I think it's a very prestigious award. Um, it goes to the best player, quote unquote, whoever the best player may be. It's it's just like the Heisman, Steve. It's the it's the Heisman Trophy of basketball. Okay. Well, I'm glad uh, that they. Got those uh, awards? I mean, I, they earned it. Yeah, they, for they sure. Earned it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, now, I know you guys are great into doing birthdays, and I could not believe when I heard Mr. Earl Campbell, formerly of the Houston Astros, I love watching that guy. Did you say he turned 57 or 67? He turned 67. Wow. I'm just a few years old than him, and he's still around. Good to know, because he, he was a heck of a basketball, I mean, a football player. When he got the ball, very few people... I got in his way. Yeah, that's right. All right, moving on, guys. On this date, in 1982, on this date, guys, uh, a rather obscure, I guess maybe not too well-known freshman hits the winning shot in the uh, NCAA championship tournament game to win 63-62. Uh, it was North Carolina versus Georgetown. Who was that relatively not so well known uh, freshman back then who did that? At the time, he was more well known as Mike Jordan. He became Michael after that moment. That's right. And it was a 16 foot jump shot. And I didn't know this until I read it from History Channel. Here's what he said when asked by reporters uh, about uh, that shot Quote, To tell the truth, I didn't see it go in. I did not see it go in. I didn't want to look. Man, I, I, you got to think about the nerves in that in that situation. It's one thing to you know you you shoot it. You're very confident that it's going to go in, and you just turn around and say, "I oh, it went in." But if you were that nervous, man, you think about think about Michael Jordan being that nervous that a shot's going to go in. That that's that's I mean, a, yeah. Said, I mean, he, he was see it go in. sixteen or seventeen around, at the time. Yeah, that I he mean, just, that's remarkable that he didn't look to see it go in. He just turned. He didn't see it go in. He said, "Didn't want to look." Yeah. I mean, that, you, you never think about Michael Jordan, quote, getting nervous. Now, here's what's more remarkable. You know who played in that game against him, who later on had a rather successful NBA career, and this person scored the most points in the game, 28 points. Who was you that? You know who that was? It, was it uh, uh, Patrick Ewing? You got it. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. You, you, you know your basketball. I, I was trying to think about notable Georgetown players, and he was the first <laughs> name that popped in my mind. So, yeah, uh, Coach John Thompson was a coach at that time. Of course, Dean Smith. So, yep. uh, I thought, wow. So, on this date, 40 years ago, uh, that happened. Uh, so, uh, having said that, guys, um, you know who, what, uh, what programs have the most uh, NCAA basketball championships, right? With, yeah, I mean, you got North Carolina's up there, Kansas right, up but there. But who has the most? Who, who has, has the most? most? Oh man, if I did, I would guess Kentucky or North Carolina. I'm I'm going to hammer it down. I'm going to say North Carolina. No, no, oh. no. Come on, guys. I thought you were a lot smarter than I was. <laughs> it's UCLA, Mr. John. Oh Wilson. yeah, yeah, yeah. They won what, like seven in a row back in the '70s, something like that. Yeah. Well, their total is eleven. 
Okay. I just always I've I've been I've been indoctrined into the the world of Ryan Lavoy where he just continues to call <laughs> them the the University of National Champions UNC. So I just I keep thinking about that when it comes to their their championships. Yeah, well they had a run. So who comes in second, guys? Would it be North Carolina? No. Oh. But you're close. It's Kentucky. Okay. Ah. They have eight. North Carolina's third with six. Okay. And then Indiana and Duke are tied with five apiece. All right. So uh, there you go with that. Now, I was hoping Mr. J.K. would be uh, on the show by now, but I guess not. So should I, reserve this? should I reserve this for another day this week that you know he will be on there or just go ahead and talk about it? Uh, I think that you should wait for it because I, I, really, I think it would be great to get his reaction. Okay. Well, the article, if you guys would like to go ahead and read it, and any of the listeners, is really interesting and at times we're kind of humorous. It's entitled, Why Everyone Hates Duke Basketball and Coach K. (laughs) Explained. And it's written by someone named Ariana Prasad, or Prasad, P-R-A-S-A-D. Okay. Uh, I just happened to run across it. I found her on MSN.com. And they they have a litany, laundry list, of why people hate uh, Duke basketball in general and Coach K specifically. Uh, Some of the arrogance that they point out in here by him and the team. All right, so we'll leave that alone. And, uh, guys, uh, the uh, Final Four, of course, coming up uh, this weekend, you've seen the odds, right? I have not looked at any lines, no. Duke's favored in their game, aren't they? Yeah, Duke's favored by four points, and Kansas is favored by four and a half. Okay. Now, oddly enough, the uh, odds makers give uh, Duke the best chance of winning. But what do they know? They also had Baylor as having the best, or Gonzaga the best chance at one time of yeah. winning. And then next is Kansas. Okay. And in third place, this kind of really surprised me with the best odds because of the injury of one of their players is Villanova. Oh, yeah. I didn't think they'd be right. And UNC is ranked fourth uh, in the Final Four as having the least best odds of winning. Now, guys, uh, I thought maybe they'd have been where North Carolina's uh, the odds are uh, the least likely to, to to win based on one of their best players being injured. Yeah. Uh, what, well, how do you explain that they're actually ranked above North Carolina in terms of best odds to win? Well, I think the only thing is uh, the I think the only two factors that you could think about is you the the guy the whoever made these odds are really impressed by the defense that Villanova plays. They play a really good brand of defense that kind of you know suffocates and shuts down uh, their opponents. Um, but then the other thing is they're just looking. They're kind of giving a little bit more favor to the seeding because North Carolina is an eight seed. Duke and uh, Villanova are both two seeds, and then Kansas is the only one seed that came into this. So those are the only two explanations. I, I do agree with you. I think that that the uh, the injuries that have started to pile up for Villanova is a really really tough factor to overcome, especially going up against a really talented team like Kansas. Um, but. I, you know, the way North Carolina has been playing basketball, both Duke and North Carolina have gotten really, really hot here down the stretch, and it, I, I would give both of those teams, you know, really, really good chances to win. Well, um, did I say that even if Jay, Jay was on there, I'm with Mr. Ryan LeBoy. Please, please don't let it be Duke. <laughs> please, but it's almost like, a, you know, it's a foregone conclusion. His last year 
and he wins it all. Right, guys? Is that what's going to happen? It's that's, like it's magic. It certainly would fit the script. Is this written by Disney or who 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 wrote the script? <laughs> I think if it was written by Disney, I think you'd see St. Peter's in the uh, in the but final four. St. Peter's okay. Well, who wrote this script then? Uh, Duke. I was about to say Mike Coach K. <laughs> Gee, my knee. Now I don't talk about this much. I just saw it, and you guys haven't mentioned it, but uh, apparently uh, South Carolina is. Uh, Hot and heavy to, to win it all. Is that right? They're going to be playing Louisville on Friday? Yeah. Uh, the big, big game. I think that's the first game of the Final Four, and the second game is um, uh, Stanford and UConn. So do you see South Carolina winning it again? Uh, I think that there's a good shot. I think if you, you get in that matchup against uh, – uh, I think they've got a I, – I think right now they're by far and away, I think they're much better than – well, I say much better. They are a better team than Louisville. But then you get to that national championship game. I think they're a better team than than Stanford. And then you go up against you. you it, it's hard to pick against UConn whenever they get in there, especially with Paige Beckers. But I think that South Carolina is a team that can beat UConn. Okay, fair enough. Uh, now, you know, it's surprising. You remember I mentioned this that for all these years, for some ungodly, stupid reason, the NCAA never allowed the women's basketball uh, tournament. To use the words March Madness. You knew that, right, guys? Yep. Yeah. And I still can't figure out how they got away with that. Why was that even an issue? The NCAA has been getting away with a lot for a long time. Uh, And, I mean, there's there's a very long history of the NCAA doing absolutely appalling things. But you you can say that about most major powerful industries, I guess. Um, but yeah, they're they're coming around to it, uh, and I think it's a good thing. It's it's they're very very late to the party, but better late than never. Well, what I say is, how come it took this darn long for nobody to complain about it and you know call them out on it? Why yeah, now? There, there's no good answer for that, Steve. There is no good answer. Okay, well here's for no good answer. I'm glad they're finally doing it though. The NFL has made some uh, changes to overtime. Have you seen it? I have. What do you think of it? Like, I think it's better that both teams get to uh, each half possession, and if there's still a tie at the end of that uh, round, then the first team to score then wins. Yeah, I've been calling for this since 2015 after Atlanta lost the Super Bowl and Matt Ryan didn't get to touch the ball in overtime. I've been calling well, for this for a long time. But I, I understood. Well, why, why they even had that kind of overtime to begin with? Why? I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like another, another toss coin. If you get the, if you get the ball first, Pretty much, you're probably going to win. Absolutely, especially at that point in the game, the defenses are going to be tired too. It's going to be a lot easier to score in an overtime period than it is in a, in a regulation period. Now, my question, Steve, is why are they only doing it for the postseason? Because regular season games matter too. Yeah, you're right. So it's only for the postseason. It is only for the postseason. Now, why would that be then? I wonder. Oh, that's an I, excellent question. So that uh, I did not know that. I mean, you hadn't. You, I think it's more. It's the NFL's been very reactionary with some of their rule changes. We saw a couple Absolutely. years ago with their pass interference after the uh, was it the Saints and the Rams game that yeah. that caused it. And I, I think it went into effect. You know, they had the new rule right in the next in that Super Bowl. They kind of changed some of the rules up. It, they're very reactionary to especially what happens in their playoffs because you had some you had some games this year that. And especially the biggest example everyone keeps pointing to is that Kansas City-Buffalo game where Kansas City got down and scored, and Buffalo, who was a hot team going into that game, oh, yeah. didn't get a chance to touch the ball. And that was the I think that was probably the, the tipping point there. And the, the NFL uh, went very, you know, they, they changed the rules for the postseason. And the, and listen, 
there, the the overtime rule has not caused the NFL to lose ratings. The the NFL is still the most popular show on all what four major networks, three major networks in the country. Uh, it, it's not a rule that it, it's not a thing that affects their viewership. But when you've got that much of an outcry after, in the postseason, that you're gonna they're gonna do something reactionary to fi- try to fix the postseason, but not necessarily overreach and you know go into the regular season. Uh, and now I guess now I may have overlooked it. So this only applies to the the playoffs, not to the regular schedule. Correct. Okay. Then they had another uh, change. Uh, I guess you read that one too, in which. Uh, the kicking team that kicks off first, if they get a safety on the opponent, then that team wins. Yeah, and that makes sense. That, I'm fine with that one. Well, why should that matter if what? you get a safety and the game is over? Because at that point, the off, the other offense is already screwed up so badly that they've already given points to the other team. and. I mean, what 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 else do you want to do? Give that offense another chance? Yeah, no, I was I, say, I'm you, perfectly fine with walking it off on a safety. You score. I mean, you know, it's you get a safety. It's two points for the team that caused the safety on the defense, and then the defensive team gets the ball back, and so they've just scored, and then they get the ball again. So, like, and just like Brant said. Okay, all right, I, I can see that logic. Then, okay, and finally, guys, not in the world of sports, but can we talk real, just real briefly about the slap heard around the world? Sure. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> That's what I'm calling you. Uh, I heard Anthony's comments yesterday. Anthony, uh, I'm telling you right now, your viewpoint to me is really, really uh, wrong. And I'll tell you why I think it's wrong. And that is, first, there are no winners and losers in what happened. Uh, first, I thought it was staged when I was watching it uh, Sunday night. Then it was obviously staged. And Chris really should have done some homework uh, before he made the comment. So it was over the line. It was inappropriate for him to make fun of someone who has a medical condition. Yeah. Okay. But comedians will sometimes, you know, make bad, uh, you know, jokes uh, towards people. Now, I read that Chris Rock apparently didn't even rehearse uh, that comment. It was not rehearsed. It wasn't even scripted. So this was off the cuff from what I gathered. And yeah, it was uh, it it from what I heard it was Chris Rock making jokes and you know it's Chris Rock. Chris Rock's going to make jokes, but you're absolutely right. Jada Pinkett Smith has been very publicly uh, she has very publicly said that she is struggling with this, and I think it was a very ill-timed joke. Yeah. Now, what I'm taking an issue and I'm challenging Anthony on this is that what I said was very wrong for him to be commending and apparently praising Will Smith for going over you know uh, and a and uh, assaulting, you know, slapping uh, Chris Rock, you know, in public over this. Uh, and I heard other district comments made by Anthony that, you know, well, uh, man, he's standing for his wife. You can stand up for your partner without using physical violence. Otherwise, are we going to resort to uh, now, uh, you know, duels with people, you know? Or how about from now on, you know, this sets precedence. Uh, this is uh, not, you know, this is condoned, and nothing happens to Will Smith. Uh, in the future, that any comedy venture, stand-up comedians, uh, if they say something that offends the partner that they're with, uh, then I guess it's anything goes. They can go up and, and hit them, slap them, what? Yeah, I, I that I understand, but I mean, it's you like to have the. Uh, when you go to a comedy show, like a show that's specifically built around comedy, you have the idea of you might get made fun of. Somebody might get made fun of. But the I don't think the Oscars is the place for that. I, I definitely don't think that I, – I don't think either of them was in the right. I just think the entire situation is funny, if I'm totally honest. I 
I just want to laugh at Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face because, holy crap, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face. You get you get people, you know, comedians roasting other uh, celebrities at these award shows all the time, and so it's just you, like Chris Rock. You've got to you've got to know, and you've got to do your research, and you know, maybe you know, you never, you, you know, maybe he did, and he's just continued to think that, oh, this is the way I need to go. Who knows? Who knows what what you know hap- overall happened there in, in Chris Rock's mind, but. It, it it happened and uh, it got the Oscars probably talking about uh, talked about the most and that it's been in the last uh, few years. So uh, publicity for I, the Oscars. I will, I will say this: I did not know that the Oscars were going on until that that event occurred. Uh, well, the uh, Academy apparently is reviewing the incident, uh, and again, uh, to me, uh, you know, if you want to talk about a comedian who was really offensive, I mean, he was equal offender to people. That was Don Rickles. I don't oh, know yeah. You know him, yeah. But he was always, uh, you know, tearing people. But regardless of what he may have said about Will Smith, uh, he had, I mean, I, I do not condone people trying to resolve uh, being offended by, you know, the use of physical violence. And he slapped him. You know, uh, I'm surprised you know, he didn't knock him down. Uh, but they are reviewing it. And in fact, uh, under California law, I didn't know this guy, uh, what he did is considered to be uh, a little bit above a misdemeanor, almost a felony. Uh, he could face. A fine of up to two thousand, which is no big deal, I'm sure, to Will Smith, and up to six months in jail. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, but of course it's assault. Uh, I mean, what he did is definitely assault. So it's up to Chris Rock whether or not to press charges. Well, he's uh, not going to press charges, but the yeah. Academy is looking uh, at maybe uh, some harsh penalties. For, yeah, because uh, yeah, they, they can take the award back. Do this. No, yeah, and and Will Will Smith has publicly apologized. I mean, he's yeah, he, he put out a statement, and it it seemed heartfelt and genuine. And he was, you know, he's going to, um, and you know, I I don't solve things with violence. Um, I'm not opposed to fighting. I have fought before, but I try to avoid it. Um, so I mean, it, I think there's a better way to go about it, but it's just messy celebrity drama, and I, I'm not going to make it a bigger deal than it is. All right, Steve, well, okay. we got we got to get well, to our next guys, break. Uh, hopefully, uh, a, ba- a baseball team will uh, win one tonight. That's right. They shouldn't have a struggle, should they? Uh, should not. Jacksonville State is a is they're a decent ba- they're a de- decent uh, Atlantic Sun team, but this Auburn team that they play the way they did in uh, in College Station this weekend, they should win this game. But our pitching guys just real good. I mean, they can t- continue to just struggle. I mean, they're hitting batters left and right. Yeah, it's you need a little bit more stability with the bullpen and need a little bit more work there. What's going to really help out this pitching staff is hopefully you get Joseph Gonzalez back very, very soon. I think Butch Thompson's talked about that, is getting him back into that rotation, that weekend rotation, uh, very, very soon on the starting on the starting side of things. So I think he can get more innings and uh, not have the bullpen work as much. All right. With that, guys, uh, Mr. Javon Cullen, if you're listening at all, we miss you, man. So uh, we we'll hope everything goes well for you, uh, personal and career-wise. And guys, thank you for being so patient with uh, my uh, uh, tirades and sometimes the uh, ramblings. So uh, you guys are appreciated as well. And congratulations again on getting that Abby Award. You guys earned it. Thank you so much. So, with that, guys, have a safe afternoon and evening. We'll look forward to talking to you sometime soon. But until next time, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle Steve, that was retired War Dam Steve, joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Let's head to our next break of the hour. When we come back... A new segment, Covering the Bases with Eric McDade State Farm, right after this.
Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back in. It is a Tuesday edition of Sports Call. WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM. JJ Jackson is my name inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Got to hear from retired Wardam Steve a moment ago. And I know a couple of Matts have already called into the program today. Tallahassee and Valley Matts have all been a part of the show so far. We do appreciate your phone calls. Glad to be back in the saddle here. Coming up a little bit later tonight. Auburn baseball hosting Jacksonville State and the World Series trophy from the Atlanta Braves 2021 World Series will be at Plainsman Park this evening. So it's getting closer. And Brooks, you're wearing your Braves hat right now. That's right. Your heart is uh, racing more now knowing that the game is getting closer and that the trophy is closer to arriving here on the plains and you're having a lot of fun memories flash through your head i'm sure yeah i mean you know you think back to the the world series uh just the excitement of the world series the excitement of the postseason climb to the world series uh you know starting there with the divisional series and the championship series and then you uh you think back to when ronald acuna got hurt in the middle of the regular season and you everyone thought oh that's it it's not going to no that those are later and then they make Braves make all those trades uh right before the deadline bring in Solaire bring in Jock Peterson and they just uh Rosario and you just bring in you know these guys that help you propel your the team to a, a World Series first one since 1995 and now they're getting ready for title defense again and so hopefully the Braves can with some new pieces can uh form another really really good team this year and make a deep run in the postseason get another trophy this coming year i mean that's really the goal at the end of the day is to see if the braves can defend their world series title that was the message from manager brian snitker going into the season all right guys we won it once now we've got to defend that title and so the world series trophy will be at plainsman park a little bit later tonight we'll have a shortened show tomorrow because on the air at five o'clock here on tiger 95.9 fm auburn softball as they take on Alabama State at Jane B. Moore Field on the campus of Auburn University. And Brant, the significance of tomorrow's game is this. It's not that Auburn's returning home after a weekend away and playing a top 10 Kentucky team in the SEC, an epic top 25 matchup. The significance of tomorrow night's softball game is that it's the annual Bark in the Park game yes, at Jane B. Moore Field. So the dogs will be coming out to the softball game tomorrow to support those ladies. You got you got to love Bark in the Park Day. Everybody does, or every yeah. baseball and softball team does it at this point. Is bring your dogs out, man. I think the fans get, the get so out. much enjoyment out of yeah, that. Absolutely. The idea that hey, I get to bring my pup with me to it like that, and you're like already thinking about the pictures you're going to be able to take yeah. with your uh, with your canine. And yeah, no, that's outstanding. I'm, I'm a big time dog guy. I don't have any dogs with me uh, at the moment. But. Right living the solo life i'm yeah, in the same sure. boat i yeah. grew up with dogs in the house and then you live on your own and you're like wait a minute a little bit uh i don't too have much money responsibility i don't have time one. i don't have uh yeah. but dogs are great and they're going to be at the ballpark tomorrow night all right so here we are on this tuesday edition of sports call insider studios and we have a very good friend eric mcdade from state farm here with us 
It's covering the bases with Eric McDade, uh, and we're thrilled to welcome him into the program. So, Eric, we appreciate the time, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, we are so excited for this partnership and excited to spend a little time with you talking about any and everything going on in the wide world of sports. When we first met, here you are in this insurance game, but you told me, man, JJ, it is so cool what you get to do just to sit there and talk about sports. That's right. I love sports, man, so to be able to – Talk about it with, with anybody is always a treat. And I've been listening to this show since I was 12, 13 years yeah. old. So it's pretty cool to be in the studio and, and get to talk some sports. With yeah. You we, we mentioned on, on Sunday, of course, we won another Abbey Award from the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Just the second award ever in the history of this program. That's now in its 27th year of operation. Someone like you growing up listening to the show, it's kind of wild how far this show has come and time flying as quickly as it has, but uh, yeah, no, here we are, and still finding an opportunity to talk about sports 365 days a year. That's right. Did you just always grow up loving sports? Yeah, man. So always been a really big Auburn fan, man. Football, of course. Uh, so uh, basketball is my favorite sport, but it was always a really big Auburn football fan, and uh, always loved the Braves too. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but my mom loved watching the Braves for some reason. Right. Um, so. Uh, it's cool to watch them finally yeah. win again. and uh, So, yeah, man, I've always just been a sports fanatic. The Auburn football player that you just remember being captivated by or just a big-time fan or, like, who was who was that first big athlete for you growing up? Damian Craig, man. So my favorite Auburn quarterback. That's an awesome I mean, answer. I love Damian Craig. Why do we not talk about him as much? I don't know, man. He's real underrated. Damian was – Damien was a big And fan. I'll be honest, the three of us in the studio right now, Eric, are going to have to talk strictly off of stats and highlights. Right. Right? Because the, we were not cognitive enough to know or watch during that time the, the, the Damien Craig. But we know more from the coaching sphere that he's gotten That's into right. and, and stops that he's had. But it was Damien Craig for you. Yeah, Damien was different, man. If Damien was playing in this era, you know, he'd be – much more appreciated. Right. You know, he was that dual threat quarterback before before it was cool. So So you were always at, at the lunch table championing Damian Craig oh, yeah, all for your sure. 100%, yeah. 100%, 100%. Who were the other players in the SEC football at, the, at that time that you were just like that you think back with fond memories of or in the SEC? I mean, you know, I hated everybody. I'm gonna be honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hated, man. I, you know, uh Peyton Manning was good. So you know you always had to give Peyton his props. Uh, LSU always had, you know, some some pretty good players, but I was real locked in on Auburn, man. I, you know, I, I pretty much hated everybody we went against. So as you should, as you should. Uh, we're getting messages already. People love that Eric McDade is here with us in the studio. I'm, I'm showing this to you right now. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at SportsCallAU. Uh, our buddy Ricky just wrote in, at SportsCallAU. Eric is a great Auburn Raptors basketball coach. That's right, that's right. So people are already giving love that you're on the program. Yeah, they know me. Here so. we are. That's right. Here we are. Auburn Raptors basketball. So, you, I mean, you just do it all, man. Yeah, I used to coach. What, what is Coach McDade like? Uh, I don't know. You have to ask the kids, man. I feel, like a, I feel like I'm a pretty good coach, you know. I always, I mean, every team I ever coached was a winning team, so that's that's number one. I try to be hard on the kids, but be fair, man. So, uh, you know, I feel like I was always a fun coach to play for. Uh, we win. I mean, it's always fun when you win. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, coaching basketball is really 
one of my passions, something I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back to be able to do more of, for sure. Yeah. Did we win a lot of games with the Auburn Raptors? Yeah, won a lot of games, man. Uh, had a couple of my kids go on and play in college. That's probably the coolest <laughs> experience with that. But, yeah, man. That's we, so cool. We, we, we won a lot, for sure. That's so cool. Eric McDade here with us covering the bases, talking all things hoops and sports and that sort of thing. So, basketball being your favorite sport. Yep. March Madness is currently taking place. Yep. How much have you enjoyed the tournament? Loving it, man. It's been fun. Um, you know, my bracket is still. I mean, it, you know, my, I'm in a group with a bunch of guys. I don't want to brag, but right now I'm up, and so it's, <laughs> it's, it's looking good for me, man. Uh, I hate the Auburn loss, right? But uh, you know, I, I, I grew up. So is your bracket doing well because you didn't have Auburn going as far? Yeah, man. I'm gonna be honest. I picked Auburn to lose to. I actually picked Auburn to lose to Kansas. Okay, um, in the Elite Eight. In the Elite Eight, okay. that's what I picked. But so they bowed out a couple of rounds went, before went, that. Went a little early, but yeah, man. But I, Kansas made it to the Final Four, yeah, so I that got, helps you out that you've got them alive. That's right. I got Kansas winning the championship, so right. You know, I'm still, I'm still. You're alive. still alive. Still You're alive, still very man. much so alive. Um, what other Final Four teams do? Is Kansas the only one? Yeah. So you know, I'm a Carol. I like Carolina. Right. I've always been a Carolina Did you, guy. I was about okay. to ask how you fell on the Carolina Duke uh, spectrum. Yeah. So I'm Carolina. Do you man. want to tell the folks our first meeting? Yeah. So the first time JJ walked in my office, you know, he came and I was actually leaving my office, so I didn't have a lot of time to talk to him. But he had his Duke windbreaker on. And I told him, I said, man, next time you come in here, <laughs> wear that Duke jacket, man. Because, you know, I just don't like Duke. I, I know y'all starting to get the sense I'm a hater, but I just don't <laughs> like Duke, man. I, you know, I always was a real big Carolina fan. Shout out my guy Garrison Brooks, man. He played for Carolina. Right. Um, so and he was an Auburn Raptor. He's from Auburn. So, um, But even as a kid, man, i always been a real big Carolina fan. So really looking forward to this matchup. Did you say, but did you have the Tar Heels in the Final Four? No, I didn't. I was about like, to say, you know there's I no way. Them, I picked, I picked. Did you pick them to upset Baylor? Yeah, I had them being Baylor. So okay. that really helped me out. Um, so. Yeah, I'm 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 rolling with the Tar Heels on Saturday. Let's man. talk a little bit more about this. Duke is playing North Carolina in the Final Four on right. Saturday. College basketball's greatest rivalry. They've never met before in the history of the NCAA tournament. And uh, I could talk about this for days and days and days, <laughs> as you guys well know. Eric's a big Tar Heel. Um, this is basically like if Auburn and Alabama were to compete in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. How do you think deal. you it's, would feel going into that game, Brandon? Oh, we had this conversation nervous. the other day. Um, I'd be a nervous wreck. I don't want that to happen. And I am a nervous wreck I don't, right now. I, don't I, don't, want I that. didn't want this to happen, but yeah. you got to you know, face reality. And that's where yeah, we're at. I, the thing is, is like everybody else in the world would think it was the coolest thing ever. I think Duke and UNC meeting in the Final Four is freaking awesome. I love it. But like as, <laughs> as a fan of one of those two schools, right. I'd be miserable. Because winning is amazing. Yeah. Winning awesome. is amazing. But the idea of losing. Well, you see, North keeps you up at night. But maybe that's a loser mindset it's, to have. No, no, it's not. Because here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. For Auburn and Alabama, I'm looking at it through the lens of football here. If Auburn and Alabama meet in the college football playoff, it means one of those two teams has already beaten the other one. In their annual meeting, there's already been a winner and a loser. Right. If Auburn is in the college football playoff, they have beaten Alabama. Right. Auburn's not going to get into the playoff without beating Alabama. I don't think. I, I'd be shocked if that somehow happened. So you're looking at this way too realistically. As that's You say that every time you present me with a scenario, and I'm just, man, I, 
I think about these things. I understand. I think about I these things. Because that's a really good reaction that you're having there. Yeah. That, oh, it's they've like, already played we've, before. We've you're already, already beaten factoring them. in how Auburn is respected in the college football playoff landscape by yeah. the committee, and there's just no way that Auburn losing the Iron Bowl would then turn around and get in. But Alabama has lost the Iron Bowl before, and they've gotten into the college football Correct. playoff. And I'm just over here like, Brent, just tell me how you feel. If Auburn's playing Alabama. I'm outlining how I feel. Uh, this is how I feel okay, about it. Okay, it's a very realistic uh, yeah. outline of how you feel. Yeah, the thing is, in 2017, it almost happened. If Auburn beats Georgia in the SEC championship, they are most likely number one playing number four Alabama. Which would have been epic. It would have been awful. Epic. <laughs> awful. Epic. But just the idea that your rival could end your season. Yeah. That's not, yeah. After you've that, already beaten them. That that No, that's not good. I would say, Especially of, a juggernaut that, that like Alabama sports. football. I don't know why it's a, it's, a, it's a college mindset that you don't want that. And here I am uh, kind of knowing that, okay, this listen, is a reality listen, for I'm Duke a, now that this could take place. I'm a Falcons but fan, in right? In professional sports, this happens, right? Yeah, but the here's, the, here's the thing. Celtics, here's the Celtics. Here's the thing. The Yankees and Red Sox. Can I talk? Yes. <laughs> The, in professional sports, the rivalries are not nearly as intense as in college sports. But they're intense. I'm a Falcons fan. I hate the Saints. I will always hate the Saints. I don't hate the Saints nearly as much as I hate Alabama. Right. Or Georgia. But there are some parts of the country that would completely disagree with well, you. Well, yeah, because they don't have college and, sports. But I, and that's why I need And they're people, miserable. I, but their lives aren't as good as mine. Take a, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for here, Brooks? A whole world view. A whole world view. Yeah. On the matter, because if we go out west, they're not going to feel as passionate about these college sports. Yeah, look, Bears, but Bears and really Packers, feel fine. Passionate about great example. Yeah, the Bears right and the Packers, they don't like each other, but Yankees players, and Red Sox. Are yeah. you kidding me? But players in those sports move back and forth all the time. It, between the two teams, and so it's it's more of a fan rivalry than yeah. it is a team rivalry. Like exactly. the teams don't like each other in pro sports, but most importantly, you know, you can get players coming. You can get a player like you just look at like you said the Celtics and Lakers. You can get a player that went played for the Celtics and the Lakers. It's just you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But that's more of a fan rivalry. The, the players understand. Rondo. The, yeah, Rondo did has did, won a championship with both of them. Uh, in Didn't pro, Isaiah Thomas do that as well? Not quite. Well, he played for both he of them. Played, he played for both yeah. of them. Yeah. Not, one, not one directly to the other, but right. he did play for both of them. But, you know, the, the players understand that the fans don't like, like, you're not supposed to like this team. Yeah. But, and you've got friends that are on that team that you've already played with, probably in your in your pro career at some point, or you've played college ball with at some point. It's more of a fan rivalry in professional sports. Uh, in college, it is definitely a fan rivalry, but also you commit to a school and you're, you're not going to, you know, unless we, we've entered a new world where you can transfer uh, a lot more now. So it could happen more often. But going into it, you commit to, four, you know, four years or three years or how many you're going to be at this school. And that is your biggest rival. And the entire school knows in every single sport that is your rival. Yeah, here's here's the way I'm approaching it. Name one player, one football player that has transferred from Auburn to Alabama or from Alabama to Auburn. I can name one, and that's Corey, Corey Grant. Grant. Right. Corey Grant transferred to Auburn from Alabama. I can't think of another one. Well, here's the coolest thing about this Duke-UNC thing. The Tar Heels got a chance to end Coach K's career. <laughs> There's the career aspect, that, too. You know, yeah. that could be the last game of They already Coach ruined a retirement party, right? right? That's what we're calling the last game inside of Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's that was set up with 100 former players, which we will never see something like that again, ever, ever in the history of sport with the coach being there 42 years. 
right? And and walking away. The guys commentating the game, Jay Billis being one of them, played for the man, and now he's talking about first-round picks that are playing for the same coach. And you've got 100 players there, and North Carolina comes in and ruins the retirement party. That's brutal. I wanted, so to come in and ruin the career and end it, can't have that happen. I wanted to um, – that, that is something I, I did want to point out because North Carolina right now as it stands going into the tournament had the trump card – after beating Coach K in his last game at Cameron Indoor ever, they they had the trump card. Duke now has been given a second life to try to redeem that because what trumps Coach K's last K in in, in uh, last game in Cameron Indoor is beating them in the first ever meeting in the Final Four to go to a national title, and then North Carolina can just pile on if they win. And so it's just it is there's so many great storylines going into this game that I understand on the Carolina fan and the Duke fan side of things, how you're just a nervous wreck the entire week. But as a college basketball fan, I'm sitting over here. I I would rather probably North Carolina win it because I just, you know, I, I'm not a big Duke guy. We, we all love to pile on JJ. Yeah. Uh, and it, it makes for great days on the show when he's miserable and we're all laughing at him. <laughs> but the fact that we get Duke, North you, Carolina for the first time He's also in the final insufferable four. anytime Duke does anything. But That's you're, true. in your life right now, yeah. you want Duke to win the game on Saturday. You're just not <laughs> I, comfortable I enough to say that. <laughs> I don't. I, look, I'll say this from purely from a fan standpoint, approaching this as someone who just likes watching sports, I don't care who wins. Um but purely from a professional and like just knowing you, absolutely, I'm rooting for North Carolina. Oh, I'm gonna be upset if North Carolina doesn't you got win. Some pretty good friends. I do. I do. <laughs> How about this? Uh, what about Kansas and Villanova? Do we care at all about that? Game? I have not watched either of those two teams at all this season. the The, the Final Four will be the first game I watch between for both. Of They're those really teams. good teams. They are, for sure. They're really good. I like Kansas. Obviously. Yeah, I told you I picked them to win the championships. So right. I'm rolling with Kansas, man. I think Villanova's got a good team, but uh, I think their second leading scorer towards Achilles for Villanova. Yeah, yeah, Justin Moore. Justin Moore. So I think that's going to be a tough one for them to overcome, man. I think I think you're going to see Kansas. So win that one pretty. Let me, let me bring up the fact that you know it, I I do think Kansas is going to win that basketball game, not just for the even before the injury. I thought that they would win. I, I think they're playing good ball right now with the Baji and Christian Brown's doing his thing, shooting from the outside. Mike Shashevsky won his first national championship in 1991 by defeating Kansas. Wow. So how big of a storybook ending would that be? It's already storybook to win it going out on top. But then, Brooks, you beat the team that you beat in your first national championship game. I mean, Hollywood I is with, just I, waiting I, for I would, this. I would bring up the other thing. is Duke's or is Coach K's first national championship was against Kansas, won it. His last appearance in a national championship game, Kansas got to redeem themselves and beat Coach K. Well, I don't like that outline. But as I'm much. just saying, you got to point. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you want to point out the storylines, I'm pointing out storylines. Was it Bill Self forever yeah. ago too? It no. was Roy Williams. Actually, no. really, it was Roy Williams. Uh, right. He went to huh. four Final Fours as the uh, Kansas head coach, and then went to five Final Fours as the North Carolina head coach, and won three national championships. You know, I read that Kansas has only had eight men's basketball coaches. Isn't that crazy? Since wow, really? If That's you get that job, only you're one with a losing record. James Naismith, the dude who invented basketball. <laughs> That's crazy. That is wild. That's that crazy. is wild. I, I, yeah, you invent the game you and you have a losing game, record. Yeah. That's crazy. Why does that happen? It'll leave you behind, man. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like It'll leave ref, you behind. 
The Rooks can't can call you? travel on, on my players. I invented the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> can you try to get Naismith on the line? Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, just, I don't know if he's just, available. Just see if James is available today. Yeah, and, uh, our, our friend James. <laughs> yeah. Say, hey, um, did you realize you invented the game of basketball and had a losing record? Can I keep throwing out fun facts about the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. Hey, Go for it. Hey, unfortunately, uh, James Naismith ch- passed away in 1939. So I don't oh, think he's man. Not going to be able to get a hold yeah. of him? Tough. All right. So Mike Krzyzewski, <laughs> one, is going to play North Carolina for the 100th time on Saturday. So he, and right now, he is 50 and 49. Versus North Carolina. Oh, got to lose. Oh, so if, if he loses, he finishes with an even 500 record. If he wins, he will always have the upper hand over North Carolina, 51 to 49. Let's go, <laughs> Mike Krzyzewski has 101 NCAA tournament wins. 101 NCAA tournament wins over 42 years. If... A coach were to win the national championship next year and then win 16 straight national championships, they still would not have more NCAA tournament wins than Coach K. Okay. If that you sounds- won 16 straight national championships in men's basketball, you still would not have more wins than okay. that guy. That sounds really cool until you realize that the NCAA tournament is at most six games. Yeah. It is just six. Right. So, so that's six for sixteen years. Yeah, yeah. and, and that's still, still a lot. To hundred, but six times sixteen is still not a hundred. I know. That I'm showing you how that's impressive it is saying. that he's at. But you know what? You would have eleven more national championships. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, I understand. <laughs> I, so you're telling me he averages two NCAA tournaments every time he's in there. Every time well, he's unless in there. he faces you know hard. Mercer or well, Lehigh. You hush. Shout out to the Bears, man. (laughs) Shout out to the Mercer Bears. Bears. The hometown Mercer Bears. I love love making Georgia. Oh, my gosh. All right. uh, Let's do this. Eric McDade with us. Covering the bases with Eric McDade. We do this every single week. Let's tell you about our Sports Call Player of the Week. Sports Call's Player of the Week. United States Soccer midfielder Christian Pulisic is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Brought to you by Eric McDade State Farm. The Chelsea star scored his first hat trick in international competition in a World Cup qualifier against Panama on Sunday, securing a 5-1 victory and putting the U.S. men's national team on the brink of qualifying for this year's World Cup in Qatar. Pulisic was also given the captain's armband before the game, something he called, quote, a huge honor. Christian Pulisic is Sports Call's Player of the Week, brought to you by Eric McDade State Farm. Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewitheric.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. All right, it's our Player of the Week presented by Eric McDade State Farm who's hanging out with us right now. It's covering the bases with Eric McDade and uh, Christian Pulisic is the Player of the Week, Brooks. And we heard your voice a moment ago telling us why he deserved to win that award. Would I, can, can I admit something? Yeah. I didn't watch any of the game on Sunday night. You were occupied. I was occupied. I was grabbing an award You for were us. at the Abbey Awards But for I us. did see the highlights. Yes. And... Phenomenal. Listen, I'm I'm a I follow soccer. I think the heaviest of most anyone in this office. 
Um, and I, I, I watch, I frequently keep up with Pulisic at Chelsea. And he's been up and down at Chelsea. And then he's also been a little bit up and down with the men's national team. There's there's portions of it where it's it definitely he looks like the guy that everyone claim you know everyone says oh he's you know the, the chosen one the chosen one for U.S. soccer. He is. I heard this on a podcast yesterday. He is the Magic Johnson of U.S. soccer. He is going to make this team better, no matter how he's playing. He is. There's so many young players that are coming into U.S. soccer right now. He is going to. He's not going to be the guy that's going to revolutionize U.S. soccer and take them to a World Cup glory here this year. I think they. But he can win a few games. And he makes this team so much better for playing on it. And you saw that Sunday night with a hat trick versus Panama, getting them on the cusp of getting to the world, of qualifying for the World Cup. So much so that because of how they scored, they have to lose by six goals on Wednesday against Costa Rica to fail to qualify. Costa Rica has to beat the U.S. by six or more goals. So we feel pretty good about the United States qualifying for the, qualifying for the yep. World Cup. After not qualifying yep. for the World Cup the last time it was yeah. around. Because you couldn't draw, because you couldn't get a draw with Trinidad and Tobago. Right. You now but, do not have to worry about that. Thanks to Christian Pulisic. Yeah. If you had just played Park. Trinidad Three or goals. Tobago, maybe it's fine, but yeah. you had to play both of them. Two PKs. And it's like, then it's a, like playing a William and Mary. third yeah. goal. And... Eric, I know your son's big in the soccer space. Did you play a lot growing up or no? No, I played one year of soccer, man. So you're, you've had to learn way more about it. Yeah, I had to learn the game, man. The beautiful game. Teach my son, coach my son a little bit, but yeah, he's far better athlete than I was. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, what do you think about Pulisic and the United States soccer team? It's good, man. He's probably the best soccer player we've had. Yeah. So, yeah, like, uh, I think Magic Johnson's a, a, a really good comparison. You know, he's... He's not the guy that's going, you know, he's not going to be one of the top five players in the world, but he's somebody that can, you know, we can build a team around. So I like their chances going into the World Cup. He's so exciting, and the fact that he plays in the Premier League is excellent. It gives you kind of that American reason to watch what's going on over there, and, and we certainly hope that they've got a big, deep World Cup run coming their way because um, I'll tell you, some of my favorite memories growing up were when the United States would be playing World Cup matches and uh, going absolutely crazy with everybody around you when Clint Dempsey scored or something like that. Yeah. Because said, um, the, the big turning point, I would think, was South Africa when Landon Donovan scored against, uh, I think it was Algeria. Uh-huh. And just, it was like the 89th or 90th minute or something like that to punch their ticket through the, to the uh, next round. Pandemonium. Yeah, and it was, was awesome. just awesome. That was awesome, yeah. That was dope. I, I, think, I think Auburn is a great... Well, excuse me. I think Auburn is a great illustration for how the United States feels about sports and that if you're not very good, probably not going to pay a ton of attention. If you get good, people will be behind you 100%. (laughs) Over the top. If you become a winner, then people are going to love you and they will have full support. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, it's. and Duke fans get backlash for that. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. Look, it's all right. All right I think I think it is common, but I think I think Auburn is a great example of it, and I think that you're going to see that with America. The yeah. better that American soccer gets, the more and more people will become fans. The more and more people will get behind it. If American soccer is able to make a run at the World Cup, and I don't think they will this year, they might in four years. Who knows? Well, yeah. but if if they're able to do that, I think you're going to see fan support. Out the roof. How yeah. are you at I mean, playing four soccer? Years from now, 
Four years from now, we're going to be nice. It's yeah. going to be, yeah. I mean, the World Cup's here. Yeah, that's, so a 19-year-old debuted on Sunday for the uh, United States, and, and so many more of these young, young players are debuting, and, and to get more experience like that, it's going to be great. I can't wrap this up without hearing this. How are you at soccer? Uh, I played one year of soccer. I was in like third grade. I I scored two goals in the season. I don't know how many games we played. <laughs> I played some go- Dude, we were what just kids. What do you kids. remember about it? I remember scoring two goals. I remember that I played with a kid named Rufus, who <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Rufus Crane, who... <laughs> Who was the best player on our team by a long shot? He had been playing. He was the only guy who had ever played soccer before. I did not talk to Rufus from the time I was in third grade until I got to high school. And when I got back in high school, he also played football. He was our kicker. Okay. Um, and you started talking to Rufus again. We Rufus and I. Uh, yeah. Okay. We, we then knew each other again. Shout out to Rufus. Yeah, Shout Rufus. out to Rufus. Shout out to Rufus Wherever Crane. Are, man. I don't know where he is today. But. Brooks, <laughs> yeah. you and I um, went to college together. That's right. Uh, before we met this young lad, Brant Daughtry. Yeah. And What's we up? happened to play one. on an intramural soccer team together. Play is light. Um, I would say that's I light. scored a goal, right? Did I you? played one year of soccer when I was five, and I do not have any memories of it other than the fridge at my grandparents' house. I've seen a picture of it before, right? Okay. But we're playing intramural soccer together. Yeah. I and was I the coach. I scored a goal. I was the coach. Yeah, that's right. You I didn't, didn't even play. play. Yeah, I was the coach. And a coach in intramurals. Well, it was, it was because we had, you know, you can only have a certain number of players on the field. Right. And I was no good whatsoever athletically in general. Just look at me. Right. I'm just not the peak of athleticism <laughs> over here. But... There, we had so many play, people that had actually played soccer at some point in their life that they were. I'm like, y'all are not coming off the field. Right. Let's just go out there. I will quote unquote coach. And so I yelled. And I should have worn a suit. You would try to take me out of the game, and I'd be like, Brooks, stop! Don't take me out of the game. And then I would just talk trash. And then you would come over no to me reason. and you'd just be like, We got to make some substitutions. I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> you won't come out. Uh, can, I, can I get a plug in my, for Auburn High Soccer real quick? Yeah. Well, uh, one second. Let me finish my epic goal story. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's a free ball right in front of the net, and I knew what to do with it. I said, I know what to do. This is the moment I've been waiting for, and that was the one goal I scored. Everyone was wide open, or I was so wide open, and I scored, and it was amazing. I I found Rufus on Facebook. Oh, shout out to Rufus. Rufus Shout out to Rufus. All right, yes, let's do this. (laughs) Eric McDade, State Farm here with us. Auburn High Soccer doing amazing things right now. That's right, man. Auburn High Soccer, my son. Jeremiah is one of the one of the players. He's a, a junior at Auburn High. Uh, they're ranked number seven in seven A right now. So, what number does Jeremiah wear? He's number five. Number five nice. out there on the pitch. Number five, man. So, okay. Um, Were you number five? No, I was number two. Okay. Yeah, number five. It's, it, it's you like the number like, five on him? Yeah, it's a lucky number. My, okay. my birthday is the fifth. Uh, my wife's birthday is the fifth, and then he was born. Uh, in May, the fifth month, 2005. <laughs> so it just kind of. How about that? So, um, but yeah, man, they got a really good team. Coach Bill Ferguson is amazing. Um, the girls are really good too. Y'all should come check them out, man. They play again on Thursday at Smith Station. So um, y'all come support the Auburn High boys, man. Absolutely, really it's it's going to be amazing to do that. We appreciate uh, the love there, and we pre- this is covering the bases with Eric McDade State Farm. You're going to be able to hear this after the fact on our website, thetiger.fm, and on social media tags will be out there every week. We've got Player of the Week presented by Eric McDade State Farm, and uh, a couple of times a month, Eric's going to hop in the studio, and we're going to do our our covering the bases segment here with him before you get out of here what's going on in, in the insurance world eric like what, what do people need to know about drive with eric.com that's right what's big right now this time of year 
Hey man, everybody, I, one thing we really try to talk to everybody about is life insurance. I think that's the most important thing that, um, you know, I, I was telling somebody this the other day, you know, we pay money to to, to protect our cell phones. You know, it's, it's crazy, right? We, we spend a lot of money on all kind of things, man. Protecting yourself, I think, is a really big thing. Protecting uh, your income for your loved ones just in case something happens to you. So uh, life insurance is always on the top of our mind with our customers. And, and I think, you know, if people are interested in information about that, they can reach out to us. But we want to make sure everybody's got some coverage in that way because you don't want to leave your your loved ones with a burden. So definitely that's one of the biggest things around this time of the year that we try to take care of. No doubt about that. Drivewithericcom Eric McDade here with us. And uh, yeah, we appreciate it. Covering the bases. That wraps up the first edition of it. And uh, Brooks, I enjoyed that. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Appreciate Great it, to have you, Eric. Um, maybe we'll have a little bit better takes next time in regards to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Well, hope, hopefully, we'll have to talk about. yeah, hopefully, <laughs> we are. To talk about. <laughs> Eric says we're going to have something to talk I'm not about. If North Carolina loses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think we need to settle the LeBron and Jordan debate at oh, some point dude. as well. Listen. <laughs> You'll get my we'll, take we'll, on that next We'll time. end it on that. We'll, we'll end it on that one. That's, uh, that's what they call covering the bases. The business, right? Yes, it is. With Eric McDade. And that wraps up the second hour of our show. We've got to take a quick timeout and then more sports call right after this. Brant Daughtry, Eric McDade, Brooks Childress. I'm JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. 30 final hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app. Our thanks again to Eric McDade covering the bases. The bases were certainly covered today with our guy Eric. And uh, look, it's awesome to have someone that's so well versed in the insurance space. And then you've got all the puns that can come along with it. And we love talking sports. And his sports takes were amazing even though I might not necessarily agree with all of them. No, I, I love the, that, guys. The, the North Carolina one was the correct one. Does he fit in, Brian? He fits in. Yeah. He fits in for sure. That is the second time today that that's happened. The, Brooks did, didn't turn your Brooks, mic on I started. I started speaking at the very beginning of the show. I start speaking, and uh, Brooks goes... And he presses the button. <laughs> and then I had to start my sentence over. So awesome. we're we having a wonderful you. Tuesday here. I feel like I'm really a part of the team. we, we got to get you over on this side of the world. That's another thing that Brooks and I were talking about earlier in the show is, like, now that Javon is gone, right? Uh, it's probably going to be me hosting the show Are you okay by myself. That? Yeah, absolutely. Why by yourself? 
because most of the time, Javon, Javon and I there. So who who falls back yeah. there? And we're gonna have more of Cam Barry on yeah, the show. Yeah, for sure, and, for sure. Um, but no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I'm glad, Brooks. How are you? I'm fine. Okay. I, I, listen, we've Brent, we've got 45 minutes left in the show. Brooks, how are you? Brant is now the new victim of my bad and um, notoriously bad habit. Is when me, it was just me and Javon on the show. I would I would just unintentionally just not turn his mic on, and I would just start talking at the beginning of a segment unintentionally, and then I would ask him a course, do something where I needed him to talk. Or, or direct something toward him, and his mic was just not on, and I just forgot to turn it on. So Brant is my new victim here now that Javon See, here's, has moved on. How do we here's fix the thing: uh, don't let me push buttons. <laughs> here's the thing, JJ. Whenever JJ hosts the show, he pushes all the buttons at one time. Uh huh. Before he comes on, he finds all the buttons that he's going to need to push, puts his fingers on them, and then presses them all at the same time. Everybody else who has ever hosted this show that I have been a, a part of presses them one at a time. You like my math. I, I'm going math. to use your method, which is going to be hard because I have short pinkies. But <laughs> if you ever watch me play guitar, you'll notice that that is an issue. You have multiple pinkies on, on one hand? He's got two no. of them. I've got two pinkies. Okay. They're both short. They're both <laughs> if you look at them, oh, my no. pinkies are like a little bit... How undersized or how uh, how long is your pinky supposed to be i don't be, know, you know like longer than that i mean look at that thing <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, let me roast myself on the radio here there's thing in there's We're a thing not. in guitar called bar chords which yes. is where you have to you press down on one of the frets with your pointer finger and then you use your other three fingers and it it changes the octave of whatever chord you're trying to play and it's it, it it's it's kind of a barrier in playing guitar. You have to get good at that to start playing more advanced pieces. I can do all of that, except when you have to reach your pinky all the way up to the top string, I have to do some contortionist crap with my hand because I can't reach it normally. Can I bring up a portion of your personal life here on the show? <laughs> D- depends on which portion. Oh. <laughs> Go for it. Let's Brooks, try it. Do you, do you think this is going to be okay for me to bring up? I hope so. I, I don't know what you're about to bring I don't, up. You don't, so. you don't know anything about me that it's like super iffy. Um, Is there stuff that's super iffy? <laughs> should we air those right now? <laughs> yeah, no. No, no we say, should did not. We, Again, did we do a bad job vetting you when we hired a you? A little bit later today, There Auburn was no vetting baseball. process. I talked to JJ for like 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, Auburn so Baseball job. takes on Jacksonville State 545 airtime, 6 o'clock first pitch yes. at Plainsman Park. They had a big series win over Texas A&M. Tomorrow... We have Auburn softball on this station, Tiger 95.9 FM, beginning at 445. So we will not have Wacky Wednesday on tomorrow's program. Thank God. So I, we're inherently, I wasn't going to do this, but here we are already getting a little right. Tuesday right. here. Baby. Ask, and so ask I wanna, away, brother. I'm going to go to the personal life for a second. Does your, or do your pinkies. short pinkies okay. impact... <laughs> This CrossFit journey that you're going through. Ah. <laughs> so interestingly, yeah, no, I have never. That's, that's the I have never had. That I, is that okay that I brought that? No, up that's here? totally fine. Okay. I. So CrossFit is a style of working out. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before. So it's okay, like. Okay. Well, here we are. You're doing I, CrossFit. I started. I started doing CrossFit as a freshman in high school. As like off-season football workouts. Um, graduated from high school. Gained a ton of weight. Decided this sucks. Started doing CrossFit again. Lost some of that weight. And then I moved to Auburn. I moved to Alabama. And, uh, and did, met us. did not work out. Yeah. I met all we, you guys. We've got good food. And um, <laughs> gained, gained a lot of some of that weight back. Not all of it. But I gained some of that weight back. And I decided, all right, I don't want to have to go through all that again. So I'm going to start working out seriously 
obviously again started doing CrossFit again. That's the backstory on CrossFit. Um, in now all of pinkies. Now in in all of my days of exercising and weightlifting, which I've been doing since I was. I'm doing seriously since I was 13 with maybe two or three years of combined. Oh, I wasn't doing anything. Um, No, I have never had any grip problems because of my pinkies being short. I've had grip issues, but it's mostly because I'm a heavy boy. And whenever I try to hang on to a bar, my arms go, stop. You're heavy. This hurts. And I do stuff like that. Also, I like to lift super heavy on like deadlifts and stuff like that. So I... Um, no, I, I, so like I have altered grips before, but it's the same type of altered grips that everybody uses. Not sure. anything like super crazy. Like for deadlifts, I always go one hand over one hand under, uh-huh. um, and deadlift like that. Um, but no, it, the, the short pinkies have never affected my weightlifting. In Only any in way. the guitar world and your fear of hitting four buttons at once on this radio board. <laughs> I'll be honest, the, 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 buttons, the buttons don't really concern me. And also I'm wondering, is it really that big of an issue or does my guitar have just a super wide neck? Because my, my guitar's neck is pretty wide um, for a typical guitar. But And, and if we want to get down to the technical, technical side of things, Brant... If, if you're the one that's pushing the buttons on the other side of the board, there's probably not four people in here at the same time, too. That is also possible. Okay, so you're you're really, they, they say inside baseball, yeah. you're really going down to that level. Yeah. To yeah. where you're saying if Ryan Lavoie was here. Yeah. yeah. Or if, if, Ryan, if Ryan or Brooks here, is here, they're probably hosting the show before I am. Okay. Which I'm perfectly fine letting them do. They have done it before. I have not. We need to change that, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally fine with changing that. Okay. You want to go now? You want to jump around to the other side now? I'm kind of having fun in I this I was about to say, like, it's, it's, so JJ's here. He can do it. He's, he's the host of the he's show. He's still got to read He's the himself. one who has Zeus reading off his Twitter <laughs> bot handle. All right? So can, can I'm going to let him Zeus have it. Zeus read off your Which, Twitter handle? Yeah. Does Zeus read off your name? Yeah, he do says we it weird, but yes, he does. I forgot about that. He Brent does. Daltree. He says Daltree. Yeah, he has D A W L. I'm going to pull that up for a second. Who has the smaller pinky between you two? I was like or looking at I think pinky. I may. Okay, why are you going it's pretty right similar. hand to right hand? That's a good That's a good point. Well, actually, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, yeah you want to go left hand to right hand? It's the same. Why are you, going, why are you using the same finger on the same yeah. hand? It just looks I don't know. weird from my vantage point. It may no, also just be that I am not good at markers. I want one pinky to play we're about the same yeah okay someone else keep talking and let me uh <laughs> let me go pinky to pinky with you guys you i feel pinky like to pinky? Oh, i feel like goodness. it's less that i'm right. going pinky it feels like less that my pinkies are short and more i'm just oh. i'm not good at bar course longer they're similar okay they're very similar i don't think hold on put your let's do this we gotta go like like this like line it up I think it's about the same. Me and yeah. you are about the same. Yeah. Yours, I think, is longer. This is a we really weird, weird segment of radio. Yeah. That's what we go for. Yeah. Uh, it's not Wacky Wednesday because <laughs> it's Tuesday, it's t- but what do we call it? Twisted Up Tuesday. <laughs> well, we did We did have, uh, We did did have have like two really good hours of show. Right. It was bound. And so now we have to screw it up. What did, we, uh, what did we used to am call it? Am I always the variable for things going off? Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not just yes, yes but hell, hell yes. yes. What did we used to call Tuesdays when uh, Deshaun Davis was here for his uh, picks? Turn up Tuesday. No. Tur- was it turn up Tuesday? Two for Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. And we had turn up Tuesday. That's up that's Tuesday. another re- That's like another guy that I wish I was able to meet before before he left and did his own thing. Was I loved Deshaun Davis, yeah. man. One I loved I loved Long watching pinkies. him play. 
Does he, I feel like he's got long everything. I feel like everything on that man is just yeah, bigger than normal. He's a, he's a big boy. Oh, Should as man. most college football players are, even if he, even though he's like a little bit undersized for an NFL linebacker. For NFL draft week, should we just highlight the draft play players' hand sizes? Yeah. <laughs> Joe Burrow, want, tiny hands. Do you want to cry? Do I want to cry? Yeah. I mean, sure. Always. Why not? Always. Do you know how I'm going to make him tear up a little bit here? How are you going to make me tear up? No, Brooks. Oh, Brooks. Right, how am I going to tear are up? Are you going to use the New England Patriots? Javon Cutler. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Javon, uh, no longer a part of the program. Exciting opportunity for him. We voted him off the island. He, uh, he got a new job with ESPN <laughs> I feel Radio like he upgraded to a better island. Which is epic. Brant Daltrey. Daltrey. Yeah, it's, it's, he, he throws an L in there that doesn't belong. Brant Daltrey. Yeah. yeah. Daltrey. Daltrey. It's just Daltrey. Brooks Childress. Yeah. That's a hard name to screw up. J.J. Jackson. That's an even harder name to screw up. Yeah. He could call you Juju. Juju Jackson. So, what is, so we, we mentioned giving my Twitter handle a shout out. Yeah. yeah. At underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore because yes. I need more underscores. A lot of underscores handle. there. Um, now, time for more sports call with JJ Jackson and the guys. And the guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm really disappointed that you, at the Abbey's the other night when me and me and Ryan both got to say something right out there. And I'm really disappointed that I thought of this after the fact. And I should have just gotten up there and said, we want to thank J.J. Jackson. He's usually up here, but it's just the guys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or recently, you know, thank you program, for the JJ award. Jackson. You could have gone that. Thank you for the award. J.J. Uh, Jackson is out handling company business oh, right yeah. now well, and could not be oh, here. Yeah. I mean. You're yeah. handling somebody's company business. Can I talk about bar, uh, bar, b- bark in, the, in park. the park? I thought you were going to go barstool sports, but bark in the park works too. All right, so LeBron's not going to play. Is that what that says? Yeah, yeah, sad. Um, they're probably not going to even make the play-in, which is no. really sad. See really you later. sad. Um, so know. your median age is 47. You know, right? Caught up to him, and I was uh, trying to not listen to any of that narrative going into the year. Anyway, all right. I'm at NC State this weekend. Yeah. And uh, had the absolute pleasure and honor of being a uh, Georgia Tech baseball announcer. Had all three games by myself, play-by-play announcing ACC series between NC State and the 12th-ranked Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Shout out to WREK. Exactly. Who are taking on um, Charleston Southern tonight. Wow. It's Bark in the Park night at Russ Chandler Stadium, McNeese Ballpark. They're on the campus of Georgia Tech. Beautiful ballpark, I hear. NC State Mm. this past weekend for Saturday and Sunday's games, Brooks. Uh They brought out their bat dog (gasps) for the series, and I had never seen a. I had never seen a bat dog. In person before. I was going to say, I hope you've seen them on like the the and I've sports seen the highlights in the, the sports centers and that sort of thing. But obviously not a bat boy or sure. a bat girl for people listening. A bat dog. Every time a batter would exit their at bat, as long as they didn't strike out, because then you have the walk in shame where you're going back with your bat. The dog would come out and pick the bat up and then walk back. The and dog does not walk in shame though. My, <laughs> exactly. My favorite part. Uh, not favorite because I was, you know, I was a yellow jacket and this meant that NC State hit some home runs. Together we swarmed. But in yeah. college baseball, guys, and in college softball, you know, uh, for a good number of teams, 
when someone hits a home run, what happens? The entire team goes out to the plate to celebrate. And so this guy hit a home run. The dog knows I've got to go pick up this bat. Yes. But the entire team is also running to the plate to celebrate because he just hit a home run. <laughs> and then there's a dog that's picked up a bat and doesn't know. I mean, it was just, it was adorable. Aww. That it's like, oh, Dogs these, are the best. They are the best. Was it a golden retriever? Or it was, was it? a black lab. Okay. Well, that's still, oh. that's still fine. I got two black labs back at home. Black, two blacks and a yellow. Incredible. Incredible stuff. Love, love labs, man. Um, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 if you would like to be a part of the program. My fiance's parents have the smartest dog I've ever met, and it's a black lab. Yeah. This thing. It, They're it's smart, just, man. They're her, awesome. Her name is Oakley. And she oh, is just great name. the smartest dog. She will. She loves tennis balls, like obsessed <laughs> with them. She will. She figured out one. She if she wants it thrown, she will toss you the the, the tennis ball. Like if yeah. you're sitting there, she will walk up to you with the tennis ball in her hand in her in her mouth and toss it to you. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't hit you right in the lap and it falls off, she'll pick it up, toss it to you again. And she just does not get tired of it. She figured out how to use the um, the the water dispenser on the fridge oh she nice. figured that out so they've had to lock that and figure how lock that and then she also the she had puppies like a couple years ago and she figured out how to get out of the side room that they were keeping her and the puppies in and she got out the window or yeah got out the window and into the backyard to get away from the puppies and it's just it's the smartest dog i've ever met what's the smartest dog that you've ever met brant um probably probably deuce my my parents older black lab back home that dog was um she knows how to open doors um and stuff like that and she's she's a little bit older now so she can't do it as much but when she was young she was like a master hunter like she was there for you can get dogs certified in certain things like at certain levels of retriever and there's different ways to go about it and she was about as high a level as you could get um so she's and i mean part of that was training but the other part is like she was otherworldly at what they call marking which is watching a duck fall to the ground knowing where it is then going to get another duck and then bringing that one back and still knowing where everything is on the field um and she she was a master hunter um and i guess still is and she can still do it dadgummit uh her brain has not gone anywhere she's just old and her body is quitting on her but man she she knows how to open doors she knows like brooks said she knows how to get water out of her refrigerator uh, she's very, very smart dog. Shout out, Shout out to Deuce. Deuce. Uh, it's Love you, very girl. rare that Brooks has a grin like he has right now. So I'm Guess worried. who I just found on Twitter? Who did you just find on Rufus Twitter? Rufus Ripkin the Bat Dog. <laughs> 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 the official bat dog for at Durham Bulls High School uh, HS Salamanders T Retriever for the NC State. The T Retriever. He retrieves the T's at the football game. Isn't that wild? That's awesome. It is. Isn't then, that wild? And then they've got some videos. They got a video from two days ago. He they had put a like GoPro a he had his... like a video introduction to let people know that he was there. Brooks, they they've got like a GoPro. They trapped a GoPro to him, and like it shows him running out to get the <laughs> Ripken. What is Ripken. that strapped to? I guess his, his, like, his he's got collar? like a vest on. Okay. But he's a dur- he was the Durham Bulls too. What a guy, Ripken, goat, Ripken, oh, stud. He uh, he and I named right after now. the same baseball player. I assume. 
My middle Calvin. name is Cal- my middle name is Calvin because right. of Cal Ripken Jr. Sometimes I forget that, but then you remind me. Yeah. So your middle name is Lyndon because you're a woman, <laughs> and also it's a wow. former president. <laughs> that was rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's not why my middle name is. I just, if you don't understand Lyndon, yeah, I tell people, yeah, like the president. Okay, okay. But I thought I thought that was why. No, no, no. Why? Why is it? Because I always say it's spelled differently. I'm oh. like Lyndon, like the president, but spelled differently. Okay, I'm with you. Just because I'm from a long line of Lyndons, with, right. it's a family name. I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay, let's take a timeout. All right, let's, please. We need one. Back in a moment <laughs> on Sports Call. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back into the program. Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. We had covering the bases with Eric McDade, State Farm, a little bit later in the program. Had a whole lot of fun with that. All of our Sports Call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Again, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 Nine Tiger Nine. JJ Brant and Brooks here on the show. Brant, I almost wanted to say that like you're no longer the newest member of the crew, but that's still no, not I, true. It I still just am. Means that John left. It's just that the guy who was ahead of me is no longer here, and now the yeah. gap is further. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have short pinkies. And I. Yeah. I have, I don't, I can't, apparently, I don't. I, I line up pretty well with you two. So. Comparatively speaking, I think I'm okay. Yeah. But that damn guitar, it gets me from yeah, time to time. That that guitar. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to the Alvarez. It sounds great. Yes. Dead gummit. Uh, 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 to be a part of the program. We won an award, you know? Yeah, we did. We won an award, and we've just got the best personalities. We've won two. Uh, we've won two of them, so let's keep it going. To the phone lines we go. Up next, Coach from Kathleen. Coach has called into the program. What's going on, Coach? Hey, guys. Y'all doing okay today? We're trying. Yes, no doubt. I hear you. Well, listen, I just I was listening to part of yesterday's call earlier today while I was on the road. Heard about the Abbey. Did not know about that. Fantastic news. I just want to tell you, kudos, good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That. that is really a fantastic deal. I don't... I don't know what all goes into an Abbey Award, but uh, it beats not winning one, right? Amen to that. You're not kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, um, what? tell me, have y'all been talking football today? Because I'm just grabbing the last little bit of the show today. I uh, hadn't been able to listen this afternoon, but uh, turned it on, heard you guys, wanted to call and tell you congratulations there. I want to talk some football. What's going on with the football program right now? Yeah, just in the middle of spring ball, haven't heard a whole lot from, you know, it's it, the biggest problem is that all the guys that everyone wants to talk about are, are kind of hurt right now. Um, I've been reading a little bit from a couple of guys and 
They say Robbie Ashford is impressive. He looks better than a lot of people thought he would, but TJ Finley is still the leader in the clubhouse while Zach Calzada is still hurt, so he can't go 100%. Uh, Jarquez Hunter's out. Apparently, the, the edge position looks pretty good, even though there's there's two guys that are the clear leaders there and everyone else is kind of behind them, but the two guys that are leaders in Derek Hall and Eku Liotta look really good, so there's something to be said for that. But really, uh, you need wide receivers – I mean, it's it's mostly the same stuff we've had, but uh, it's it, there's a also who is it who is it Caden Store no Colby Wooden's little brother Caleb Wooden Caleb Wooden has uh, has looked really impressive as well, and he's been a guy that every coach has talked about at least once or twice uh, since the start of spring ball. Right, he is. He's a safety, and he's apparently gotten yeah. in in the scrimmage they had uh, last Friday. He had two interceptions, I think. Very good, very good. Well, you you mentioned the edge position, and that was one got one position I wanted to, to kind of ask about. Are you what are you hearing about? Uh, is it is Brooks? Um, Dylan Brooks. Dylan, yeah, there you go, Dylan Brooks. What what's the word on him? Yeah, it look it looks. I've got high hopes for. Yeah, he he's a guy who's. You know, he's still young, but you look at him. I, I'll quote uh, Justin Hokinson of On3. He's a guy who's still raw, but you look at him and you go, he's going to be a future superstar. He's got the body. He's got the athletic talent that you want. He just does not has not put it all together yet, but he's still got a lot of time, obviously. I hear you hadn't found the switch yet. Well, um, I tuned in just as you guys were talking about dogs. I'm a dog lover myself, uh, not D-A-W-G lover, but yeah. D-A-W-G lover. Uh, so what was the what was that conversation? Yeah, so Where did we start with that. We we started with uh, it's Bark in the Park day tomorrow at Jane okay. B. Moore Field, uh, and then also okay. talked about the fact that I was with Georgia Tech baseball this weekend doing some play by play announcing for them up at NC State, and I was telling the guys about Saturday and Sunday. I had the joy of watching the Bat Dog at NC State. And I've already forgot. Oh, Ripken. 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 Uh, and he's also the T guy after kickoffs. He runs out to the Wolfpack games and picks up the T and brings it back to the sidelines and was just yeah, talking well. about how excellent, epic it was uh, to get to see Ripken oh, yeah. perform in person. That's big time. That is big time indeed. Well, congratulations on that gig because that's, that's stepping outside of your Auburn roots a little bit or uh, your Auburn uh, circle a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. So that's big. Good for you. Um, let's see, basketball. Are we, are we any movement on the uh, the transfer guy, the guy who decommitted from LSU, the the big five star forward guy? He uh, has not committed yet. Auburn is strongly expected to get him. Most people say that he is expected to announce Thursday. Okay, Thursday is what it looks like. Very good. Well, how about the softball team and the baseball team? They're still rolling along. I know base. I mean, softball lost. Two out of three on the road to yeah. Kentucky this weekend. Yeah, De- defense uh, kind of let them down a little bit, which uh, was surprising yeah. considering how they've been. But they're twenty-seven and four on the season. Right. And again, the, the number that right. just baffles me about this softball team last year: the, the slugging run. percentage of the Auburn yeah. softball team was worse than every other SEC team's on base percentage. Again, for people, the slugging percentage wow. of yeah, last year's Auburn softball team was worse 
than the on-base percentage of every other SEC team. And then they still made the NCAA regionals in postseason. A, because the SEC is that good. And B, because they have dominant pitching. And uh, yeah, so to, to have an offense now that is electrifying and really fun to watch, it's great. It's absolutely great. Amen. So, yep. well, Coach, yeah, it was good to hear from you. 20. Hey, likewise, guys. I'll let you run. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, again, congratulations on the Abbey, and, and keep up the good work. All right. Thank you so much. That's our buddy Coach from Kathleen joining us on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 It's hard to, to imagine or to just accept the fact that Auburn softball's slugging percentage was worse than other teams on base person. That, I've yeah, you, never you don't seen like something that. like that happen before. You don't like that. And that and was then, the case last you know, year. You still end up having a, a pretty decent record because of how good your pitching was, and now you've coupled no that kidding. great pitching with uh, incredible uh, plate appearances, and, and now you're really starting to rack up the wins. And if, if that defense catches up to the other two aspects of the game, you're going you're gonna really see you're going to really see Auburn soar. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Brooks, we got 60 seconds here for our Nightly TV Guide, brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. What's on television tonight, Mr. Childress? Well, we've got some basketball action for you as you get ready for the Final Four. The Final Four of the NIT tournament is tonight, starting off at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Xavier takes on St. Bonaventure, and then at 8.30 tonight, on ESPN. It is uh, Texas A&M and Washington State. So get ready for the finals in the NIT tournament. Also tonight at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network Plus. Auburn Baseball takes on Jacksonville State. You can watch that game. Also listen to it on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Lakers take on the Mavericks tonight at 6.30 on TNT. LeBron will not play, but... Still, tune in and watch it. Also, later tonight at 9 o'clock on TNT, the Jazz take on the Clippers. And then your two movie picks for the... Also tonight, I forgot to mention this, tonight is the McDonald's All-American Game. It is indeed. Uh, I believe that's about 7, 7.30 on ESPN2. So, the McDonald's All-American Game for the high school All-Stars happens tonight. And then your movie picks for the evening at 6.24 on Stars Encore. The debut of this movie on the uh, Night TV Guide, The Pink Panther, starring Steve Martin. Ooh, Ryan loves that movie. I hear him quote it all the time. And then 7 o'clock on... I've fallen asleep every time I've watched it. You fall asleep in most movies anyway. (laughs) Then at 7 o'clock on AMC tonight, a classic movie. We've, We've talked about this before on this program. Twister, starring Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt. It is just, and Bill Hoffman, uh, or no, Philip Seymour Hoffman is also in that movie. So big, big cast, great movie in Twister, 7 o'clock AMC. Don't miss it. And that's a look at your nightly TV guide brought to you by Coke. Brooks, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Same to you, Mr. Uh, Brant Daughtry. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for well, having me. Maybe I should say it's a great thing that I had you on the program. True. Friend of the program. Yeah, thank you for well, that. Well, yeah, I, whoever edits the podcast is going to put Brooks' name first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or I would if I would edit it. I'm not going to, right. though, because i got to board up a baseball game. All right, baseball. Auburn coming up next against Jacksonville State. Enjoy the always alternative programming here on Tiger 95.9 FM. Thank you to Eric McDade State Farm covering the bases. We did that today. For Brandon Autry and Brooks Childress, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.